Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, men on. Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Friday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? It means the boys are here. Boys are here. We're live in the studio. We're not at the Aardvark Social House like we intended to be. They had a, uh, what, what do you want to call it? April Fool's on us being there. <laughs> April <laughs> Fool's. <laughs> but for real, they had like a internet issue. So a little inside baseball for the listener. Uh, the way we do it is the way that it's done at all levels. So like when you watch... Josh Shushan with the isotopes, or when you watch like Westwood One doing like Monday Night Football, it's all done with the exact same technology in the exact same way, which is what's called a Comrex unit. Right. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, the Comrex units, they basically just put real time audio with zero delay over the internet. That's it. That's, that's the super short of it. And you're like, Fred, what does that mean? That means if you listen to the radio broadcast and you watch the game on DirecTV, you're going to have like a 30-second delay from DirecTV. Correct. Because we are straight here. Voice yeah. over internet protocol. It's a whole thing. Long story short, their Comcast didn't want it. <laughs> they, uh, no. no. They were AJ Styles about it. They are like, don't want none. Can't get none. And we're like, okay. That's very aggressive, Comcast. But there is a change that can be made, and they're going to attempt to make it, so we will make it up to them as soon as we can. Not going to lie. I was kind of excited to do our show from a rugby club party. They, well, promise we get the next one. Yeah. Promise. Yeah, we're going to nail that one. You're still going to the game tomorrow. Correct. I okay. will be there tomorrow. I will not. I am out of town. Speaking of I and you, I am Fred Slow, and alongside me is rugby aficionado, World Cup aficionado, April Fool's Day radar galore, also, congratulations. It's April 1st. Smoke some weed if you want. Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Hey. That's a good one. Smoke weed just today. You and I were late to the office. Steph Griffin, Griffin was late to the office. Griffin, does this have anything to do with legal marijuana today? Uh, We're going to need you to come clean here. No answer on air, huh? No answer on this. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, my schedule says four. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of Woody Harrelson to Matthew McConaughey, how high are you right good, now? Yeah, it's a good scale, but also. <laughs> Griffin's like. I'm more of recovery Cheech and Chong, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't hate All that. right. I would say I'm Christy Alley adjacent. Does she smoke a lot of weed? I don't know. That I, just, I don't know. Just trying to come up with a niche. <laughs> Me okay. either. I'm like, man, I haven't heard that name in forever. There's a reason. I tag her with Weight Watchers. Like, that's what I – she did the Weight Watchers thing on TV, right? She was a – Like a spokesman? Yeah. That's what I know her for. Okay. So. Uh, look Who's Talking, Cheers, and Weight Watchers. So I didn't know that Christy Alley had – And I believe it's Kirsty. Not that that matters whatsoever. Okay, Kirsty Alley, you're correct. I uh -huh. just looked at the spelling. 
And I know her from Star Trek. She was on Star Trek? She was in The Wrath of Khan. I, um... Khan! Never been a Star Trek guy. I love Star Wars. Usually I'm open to both sides of the coin. I like the Stones and the Beatles. I like Biggie and Tupac. I do not like both Star Wars and Star Trek. I side real hard on Star Wars. Did a guest spot in the Goldbergs. Have you seen the Goldbergs? It's on uh, ABC. I love um, the Goldbergs. Is it good? It's very funny. I've seen a couple episodes. I watched it with an ex-girlfriend, so obviously I had to stop when we broke up due to the sadness. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. But I wish we had not broke up until the series ended, which I believe it actually just ended this season. I think this is the last one. The grandpa we were, passed. We were flying flying by the seat of our pants so much today. Mm-hmm. Like we rushed back to the studio from the rugby club due to the tech gifts. We tried right up until the last minute. I hope whoever's in the lobby likes our show because the door is still open. Wait. We didn't even have a chance to close the door. You want me to play a little elevator hold music while you go and close okay, it? I'll go do it right now. Do, 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 do. My elevator hold music is also Jeopardy. Do, 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 do. Do 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 do. We're officially I'm official back. now. Leaving the door open is something like a, a really stoned guy would do. Yeah. But I was just in a hurry. I'm mm-hmm. not high. Not the same. I haven't partaken all day today. Hot in Cleveland. Kirstie Allen was in. Not sure what that is. That sounds like an adult film. Hot in Cleveland. Yeah. Never heard of that. Okay, I just lied. I do know what that is. That is the, uh, who's the lady that just passed away from the Golden Girls? Well, Betty White. Betty White. That's the Betty White show. This Hot was in Cleveland's a Betty Hot White show. Hot in Cleveland is the show they got her on Saturday Night Live and her. Um, what's what's past eighty years old? What's ninety years old called? Uh, okay, septuagenarian, octogenarian, noventagenarian. Noventagenarian. I believe that's yeah. Right. That's what got her there. April Fools is a tough day for sports Griffin because yeah everyone just lies and it's not even it's not even like clever stuff it's not even funny stuff there was a couple that really fooled me okay do we want to do that now and do that later when we have it pegged in for our segment well I mean I can this show to me on a also, the House of Representatives passed marijuana to be federally legal today. I don't know if you guys saw that. It still has to go to the Senate, whatever. We'll figure that out. Hold on. Did you do your research, though? Yes, this is a CNN. This article. is a real one? This is a real one. CNN will not. They do they don't mess with April Fool's. I don't know. I you, think CNN would do that. For why? What is the thing? To continually to distance themselves from Fox News. I just don't think you're correct. Yeah, okay. House passes bill to federally decriminalize marijuana. I mean, it's I mean, it's saying it right here. 220 to 204. CNN has never pulled an April Fool's article. But they do have a lot of articles about April Fool's. So, voila, yeah. you were correct. There's some trusted resources in the world of news. One is CNN. One is not LeBron James's Twitter. Correct. Yeah, that's the difference. And LeBron, uh, buddy, you don't make those jokes when you're in 11th place. You make those jokes when you're in first. He says, Griffin, you probably didn't see this because you're like me and you're only concerned about LeBron James when he's relevant. But he says, I'm out for the season officially. The face palm emoji 
see all in the fall, the crown emoji, the peace sign emoji. What is the age where you no longer use emojis? Well, it's not 40 because I still use emojis. You do? Yeah. I See, I do not. Not aggressively, not by like that many. This is multiple emojis. Mm-hmm. Also, and I recognize everyone of every walk of life, race, religion, religion credo, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think you can only use the yellow emoji. I agree. Yeah, like the skin tone emoji, be it white through like black as midnight, I'm out. There's Yel- just way too many options. There's too many. Yeah. yeah. Yellow. There are some emojis in my phone now that I don't even know what they mean, and so I don't know what why they're there. Oh, that's 90% of mine. I have no idea what most of them are. Is that a, I don't know what that is. Is that a sprinkler? Right? You is don't know a... how to reply to nothing anymore. You're like, I don't know what message you're sending me. Is it a sprinkler head? Is it the top of the Empire State Building? I don't know what that little thing is. What is that little thing? Julian Edelman says he's signing with the with the Buccaneers today. That's the one that got me. That one was completely believable. It got you? Yeah. That no. One, that one got me. No, you're a fool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You... That's the. I didn't believe a single one of the other ones. That one got me. Did you look at the calendar? Because that one is very believable. No, I just saw a picture of it on the interwebs. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. I could see that. One more run with old Tommy, huh? No. <laughs> the Buffalo the Buffalo Bills um, like fan whatever on Twitter. The Bills have traded Stephon Diggs to the Dallas Cowboys for a handful of picks. More to come. No, that's an April Fool's. They're all April Fool's. Anything that happens today makes you the fool. Kyler Murray has been traded to the Detroit Lions for two first-round draft picks and a 2022 third-round pick and a 2023 second-round pick and Jared Goff. No! No, that's a that's an April Fool. It's not real. Ah, you got to check all these. That one's pretty believable. It, stop! <laughs> they all just April Fool. If it's not from TMZ... Today, do not believe it. We had direct messages. By the way, the direct messages to our social media fan site yesterday after my I hate you and your dog rant. I get it. But name calling? That's a little rough. Look, Fred, if you're going to make jokes like that, you got to realize that there's a lot of dog lovers out there. Yeah. And you're totally barking up the wrong tree. <sighs> got a little bit of hate mail yesterday from that? Yes. Yeah. Some constructive criticism, some straight out hate mail. Griffin, it was. You don't get the show. Griffin, it was possibly the most hate mail we've ever gotten. It's very close. I must have missed what happened. <laughs> it was like it was like I had to hide from everyone. They they thought I was a Dalmatian. I'd been spotted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, Fred. Next time you're gonna make a you're gonna go on a rant about how you hate dogs. I want you to pause for a second. Yeah, and smart. Think about what you're doing. Now, Griffin, I'm not going to catch you up because I'm not going to retail the story. <laughs> the way it should be. April Fool's today. Do okay. not. Okay. 
So not April Fools? Yeah. 100% not April Fools. I doubt it. Caitlyn Jenner is going to be a commentator for Fox News. To do what? You got me. Women's sports? Did this story come out? Griffin. Did this story come out today? Because if this came out today. I'm reading reading an article from today, but it was announced yesterday. Unless this is the most elaborate April Fool's joke. This has to be. Because Caitlyn Jenner is not in the wheelhouse of that fan base. You didn't, she's conservative. She's very conservative. In what? Yeah. In being rich? Man, this is so many hot-button topics. Yes. This Just is not a real thing. Tiptoeing through this minefield right here. Yahoo News is reporting that she will debut on Hannity tonight. On April Fool's. And also, I said she with confidence and not a stutter. Because I recognize however people want to be identified. I'm that guy. Yeah. And it's been long enough. Wasn't wasn't Caitlyn Jenner running for governor? Wasn't that like her thing? But Well, Bruce Jenner's thing was running, so Caitlyn Jenner thing should run for something. You're gonna run away Fox News fans, is what you're gonna do. I'm so excited. They got Jenner. There's Jenner. gotta be some stipulations in the contract to like things she can and can't say. All right, hold up. Apparently, this was yesterday. Yeah. Not tonight, yesterday. I'm reading an article from today, but it was announced yesterday. All right, I'm going to go ahead and let this fly. I'm just saying, I don't see it on a Fox News anything. That's that's why I'm sus on it. Sus is what the kids say. I just don't trust any headlines today. April Fool's is the dumbest of days. The dumbest of days. If you fall for an April Fool's joke. Like me? Yeah. Like you're basically in the dog house. Hmm. <laughs> Got out of my car today in my new apartment. This excrement everywhere. There's more? It's like, because there was a group text that went out to everyone in the apartment complex. How many How many people live in my apartment complex, Griffin? I don't know, 100? I have no idea. Got to be more than that. I just moved there. Multiple buildings, multiple things. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and count parking spots. That's And then that's how I'm going to identify how many people live there. God, your complex is going to hate you so fast. It's already started. They know it's you, too. Yeah. Somebody was parking in my assigned parking. First of all, assigned parking is for losers. I want to be very transparent on that. If you cannot create a social norm that allows you to park every night, what are you doing? You're the kid in elementary school. It's like, that's my assigned seat. You know how well this is going to last you in a college, bro? About zero. Uh-huh. Get your life together. Uh-huh. So. Assigned seat guy is not doing great right now. No, I hate assigned seat guy. Yeah. You know what assigned seat guy is? Guy who can't take care of his dog. You're in my parking spot. First of all. I want to be very transparent here. You're, you're Do not care. Fred, you're saying this now until you have a long, rough day. Rough, get it? Yep. And then you come back from Las Vegas, and it's in the middle of the night, and you've been working all day, mm-hmm. and then like there's nowhere to park. So you got to park onto the street, mm-hmm. and then you get your truck stolen again. Okay. First of all, my truck has never been stolen. It was only my car. Also, similar to Gloria Gaynor, I will survive. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. 
So. So. <laughs> so back to April Fool's. Yeah. The Bills April Fool's joke. Stupid. It is so good. Why are you saying that? Those jerseys are fire. Did you see these faux jerseys? The, the Buffalo Wing jersey? That's strong work. Wear those once a year. That is strong work. You got to make sure you win in them, though. You got to play the worst team in the league and wear those. Griffin, for 99 days during the lockout, this user on Reddit posted a picture of Mike Trout that he hand drew every day in appreciation of Mike Trout until the lockout was over. Today on April's Fools, he posted pictures of Major League Baseball owners thanking them for the lockout. That's how April Fools should work. That is a good April Fools. That's a good one. A bad April Fools is the Cardinals announcing today that they signed Albert Pujols. That would be a bad one. You do that earlier in the week when it's real news. Already happened. Well, I mean, but if they hadn't have, I would have been like, that's an April Fool's joke and you've hurt my heart. Oh, because it's already announced. They had the press conference today. That's No, he, I mean, he's already the man is what I'm saying. <laughs> ah. <sighs> okay. I'm over April Fool's. I'm over weed talk. It's all Jacob DeGrom for the rest of the program. Big shout-out to our friend John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy, who is the sponsor of this studio. I was talking to John earlier in the day, and uh, they're doing the heck of a job with branding, y'all. So what they've done is they've decided to go out into the community and like positively impact like greater than the way, greater than the way that they do us, like individuals in the community that are, that are really helping. So – they partnered with a boxer, and I don't know if you're familiar with, with this, but Catherine Renee Lindenmuth, are you familiar with her? I thought so, it was Kathy Renee. So Catherine, the White, White Lightning. White Lightning Renee, yeah. yeah is, uh, she, well, I mean, she's got, she's got the belts is what it is, and John is helping her like find her goals and success. So what we're going to do is we're going to get her on the program as soon as possible and have a conversation about what it means to be a, well, a boxing competitor here in the state. And you know how I feel about boxing. The state needs a lot of help. Mm. It's not where it should be, and I think I'm the individual to help it. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. All right, so I'm going to shoot you real straight on the rejoin music. This is the most energy I felt from it. Like, because we have, like, no offense to when Vital's here, because Vital does great. He's a vital part of the show. Sure. But, like, Vital part of the show? Yeah, Vital part of the show. Thank you. I do need some, like, string driven, classic rock style thing. Give me a little rhythm and blues. Give me anything that's not, like, super weak, rocking the jewels all the time. Well, just the top of the hour. That's to appease me. We just need it gets me pumped. We need to do better. Is I believe that was uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, was it not? Was Stevie Ray Vaughan? You're very correct. Yeah, look so, at that. Griffin, you're dialed in right here, and I appreciate Texas that. Texas Flood? Is that, what, is that what it's called? Texas Flood? That one says Empty Arms? Empty Arms. Yeah. Okay. Because I've never heard of Texas Flood. It's something Flood. Is that is that like if Kurt Flood would have played for the Astros? That'd be nice. It would have been for the Astros. Yeah. New York Mets right-hander Jacob DeGrom will miss opening day after imaging showed a stress reaction in his right scapula. No real timetable, but six weeks is the rumor mill. What? Rough couple years for the best pitcher in baseball. You remember how he started in 2021. He was having a Bob Gibson-esque start to the season. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. 1.08 ERA. Mm. Struck out 146 people in 92 innings. 
That seems like that's pretty good numbers. I mean, he's too good. His his arm can't handle it. Do you think it's a shoulder, apparently, a scapula? Shoulder this year. Yeah, it was forearm last year. Here's how I know if a player is good. You look up the show 2022 and you see what their ranking is. And in the show, Mike Trout is a 99. Acuna Jr. is a 99. And Jacob DeGrom is a 99. Sure. These are the guys. Is inarguably the best pitcher in baseball in the last three years. And there's been some really good ones. What do the Mets do? What do the Mets do? Nothing. You park him and, and pray. Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom, when healthy, might be the best one-two punch of all time. Maddox and Glavin? What else are you thinking of? Clemens Pettit would argue with you a little bit. Well, Clemens plus Pettit plus steroids. Carpenter Wainwright. I was waiting for you to say that one. That's obvious. Kyle Loesch, Wainwright. Lance Lynn, Wainwright. (laughs) Hey, Verlander Cole from a couple years ago. That was deadly. Yeah. But, yeah, putting DeGrom and Scherzer together, like you're guaranteed 40 wins if they're healthy between those two dudes. Those are 40 wins. What The Mets have – like Steve Cohen, like the Mets have to do something, though. And I don't know what their farm system looks like. Like I don't know. But if you think you – because what's six weeks? Let's play it conservative. Let's say it's – 30 games. You play you play five and a half games a week in yeah. a baseball season. So he's going to miss a start a week. So he's going to miss six starts, maybe seven. Let's say it goes a little bit longer. So it goes eight weeks. Let's say he's going to miss ten starts. Yeah. So if he misses ten starts. It's a third of his start. That's a third. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to get someone adequate enough to be a number three because you don't have your number one. And then that three has to become a four when your one comes back. But I don't know what the Mets farm system looks like because why would I? But you need to sell out if you think you have a squad. By the way, Nats are good. By the way, Braves are good. By the way, Marlins are not. But you have to be able to, if you're Steve Cohen for the Mets fan base, stay in the mix. So I I sell the house, right? It's all got to go. Everyone playing in the feeder, you guys are gone, and I'm going to get name that pitcher. And I don't see why the Mets don't do that every year. Then the, they should be the Yankees of the National League. Yeah, and you got, we you got the richest owner in the biggest market and a giant fan base. You got to spend that money. Also, for me, because I'm selfish, you have to give me completely healthy Atlanta Braves versus completely healthy New York Mets. Yeah, I deserve that because I watched this game. Then I mean, the Nationals are still relevant. They are. The Phillies are still relevant. Yeah, they are too. The Miami Marlins have a really good young Ugh. pitching core. Yep. They just they don't have enough bats is the problem. Not only do they not have enough bats, they have such a fledgling amount of bats. Also, Apple TV just kind of paid a lot of money to get that opening day start for DeGrom for the Mets. Nah. I mean, it's not going to be there now. Well, I mean, there. you get Scherzer. <laughs> wow. What do the Mets do to God? Like, because God is God is Oppo Mets. 
Well, I mean, Bernie Madoff. That's what they did. Also, and we'll talk about this in the 5 o'clock hour, this is why you don't draft your fantasy team yet. We're going to do a little fantasy baseball talk in the second half. Yeah. But because there's a guy listening to the program right now. There's a friend of the show right now. Call in, 505-246-0610. Call this show right now who drafted a Grom in two leagues. Like, there's a guy who's – 100%. Yeah. He was your second pick in both your leagues, 100%. Yeah. And if you could – And if you drafted towards the end of the first round, he might be your first pick. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And, like, because the guys that would go ahead of him, Trout, Acuna Jr., Albert Pujols, like (laughs) – Okay. What's the problem? (laughs) Go ahead. Let's let you have that one. And there's a lot of guys that are like here in the Southwest, like from that New York area. And like when you're from that New York area, you either love the Yankees or you hate the Yankees. There's there's no in between, right? But if you hate the Yankees, you also love the Mets. So if you know that guy right now listening, just put, just give him a hug. Just let him know because this Mets team is in trouble. Unless they make that move, but I don't know what that move is. I'm not a GM. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to give the farm up for like a, a, a number two, number three pitcher right now at this time of the year. You either hope to just float above 500 until you get DeGrom back, or you got to make a strong move. Because prices are cheaper later in the season towards a trade deadline. This is the time of year. You know how it feels on opening day. The whole league is tied. Everyone's in first place on opening day. Every fan base has hope. If you If you're from some middling or bottom tier team and you got a starter that can replace or at least replace three quarters of Jake DeGrom, you got to give up the farm for him. The You have to do it right now, though. You can't wait. You can't be like, well, our guys will get us through and they're going to win two out of every three because at the end of the year, you need the 10 that he would have got here. Yes. You have to have them. Yeah. Because there's a big difference in a 94-win season and an 84-win season. Yeah, one misses the playoffs. Yeah. And embarrasses the ownership. And the other one's in the mix. Yeah. But do they do it? It's hard to do at this time of the year. You got to get – I mean, there's plenty of fours and fives out there. You can't get a two or three right now unless you're willing to pay a super high cost. I'm looking up when the Cardinals play the Mets. All right, good news. Cardinals play the Mets in April. Okay. So that's very good for my team. Little three game stint where they will not see Jacob DeGrom. Also, they play him in May again in New York. And it looks like he probably won't be back in time for that. So my Redbirds are gonna face They just they just got a game and a half higher in the standings by doing nothing. Legitimately. Yeah. Because that's seven games and in at least one and probably two of those games, yep. you would have saw Jacob DeGrom. Now you won't. And every team who's in the National League is looking at their their schedule right now, and seeing when they were going to play the Mets. I mean, this sucks for the Mets. And you're like Fred. The Mets aren't from here. Who cares? I'm telling you, who cares? Baseball fan. Sure. Because the league right now needs the best players out there all the time. And after the beginning of the season that Degrom had last year, Bob Gibson esque beginning of the season, completely dominated the whole league like you've never seen before, of course baseball fan wants to see that. And the Mets take that West Coast trip in the very beginning of the season. So if you are Diamondbacks fan, you're good. If you're Giants fan, you're good. 
Braves didn't need help against them, but obviously that's going to help against them. <clears throat> I don't know. It's to me, Dodgers. He he might be back by June. So if you're an LA fan, if you're a Dodgers fan, you may be getting him on his return. You can't you can't replace Jacob Degrom. No, but fortunately. They do have some patchwork starters behind him that can carry the load. They did just acquire in the offseason Chris Bassett, who had a really good season from the A's last year. And you get a couple extra arms because of the expanded roster to start the season. Right. So you don't necessarily need a guy to go out there and go seven innings. You just need a guy to go five innings, and you can kind of figure it out from there. And they got Carlos Carrasco, which was a heartbreaker for you. I mean, life happens. Yeah. We got Albert Pools. I mean, I can. I'll never be sad again. Taiwan Walker, who's pretty good. Overrated. So you got some patchwork here that can keep the team afloat until you get Degrom back. Join if us. hey, if he comes back, that's not guaranteed. I so the rumor mill is telling me eight weeks, six to eight weeks is what the rumor is sure. telling me. So it says in four weeks it's gonna be reevaluated. If he's good at four, he's gonna need two weeks to rev back up, and then. If he's not good at four, they're going to look at him at six, and he's going to need two weeks to rev back up. So you're either going to get him at six or eight. And I'd rather have him healthy at eight as opposed to weekend at Bernie's at six. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Joel Oeveno of the Albuquerque Yardbarks will join us after the break. We're going to, number one, chastise him for the April Fool's joke of us being there live today. Uncool. But then also talk about a bunch of cool stuff I got going on in the community because yeah. they're kind of the best or little organization all the time. Also, shout out to our friend Marty Watts, who has been uh, just absolutely crucial in our connection and friendship with them because he is tremendous. There you go. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D, Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Albuquerque Aardvarks are live with us in the studio. Aiden, excuse me, Aiden, <laughs> Aiden Goudelet and Joel Leveno. And you guys came in straight fire during the break trying to make me recall Will Ferrell references from late 90s to early 2000s Saturday Night Live skits. I'm going to be real transparent with you boys. I'm only worried about Saturday Night Live this weekend because I need to see what they do with this Chris Rock story. Well, did something yeah. happen with Chris Rock? <laughs> is, is he in the news? Is he in the news? Joel Leveno, the uh, the meme master of the Albuquerque Aardvarks, and Aiden Goudelet joining us. What's up, boys? What's going on with the team? What's up? Did he say it right? How close did he get? He got it. Nailed it? it. Yeah. Nice. Stay, right, stay right in front of that guy and keep that chair from swiveling, and you'll be a radio professional. Sweet. What's going on with the team? Well, the team is kicking some butt right now. Yeah. Can I say butt on the radio? Yeah, only, only when referencing kicking it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, that limits my, my options there. Uh, but, yeah, we're 4-0 on the season. Uh-huh. And, uh, First time ever, right? Because you guys historically have not been any good. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Here we go. Well, I just. Uh, 2009, you know, we went, went to national championships, you know, came up a little short 2009. but That's the same year as your Will Smith reference, or your uh, Will well, Ferrell reference. I'm well, st- actually, that Will Ferrell, that, that way, way further back. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, that might have been if we could get the research department on when that Will Ferrell reference was. I think that's when Aiden was born. He might have been conceived during that episode. That's, okay. That would be super <laughs> close. Is that what it is? Maybe. Super close. Yeah. Oh one. Uh, yeah. So we're four and zero on the season. Mm-hmm. Suck it, Trebek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 
we ha- we're going to play our in town. Well, I call them in state rivals. Okay. The New Mexico mm-hmm. Brujos. Now, I guess I'm a little confused. So I thought, Aiden, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I thought you were the rival to the Brujos, no. but they were not the rival to you because <laughs> they're they don't have the relevancy that you have. That's my understanding. Um. I mean, your word. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to choose very carefully. I mean, from what I understand, way back when the Brujos split off of the Aardvarks, so I feel like that's the house divided. Yeah, house divided. Okay, exactly. Kind of like Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw action going on. I, I absolutely don't get that one. Is that a Montague thing? Harry Griffin, Potter. do you Steph- know this? Stephanie. Is this about you? Is that that a reference hit you? Is this Stephanie Gryffindor? Is that from Lord of the Thrones? No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that you one. nailed it. Yeah, I, I knew, I know stuff. <laughs> so this is Capulet Montague. This is this is all the things Hatfield McCoy. This is okay. Yeah, because that one that one is one that's often referenced. Yeah, as as opposed to what did you say, House Targaryen, <laughs> uh, Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Okay, Harry I, Potter. I, I, nope, Harry Potter, not your boy there. But the Brujos are about to get a whooping this weekend. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, well, sir. we're we're not taking we're we're going in serious. Um, we we did win the last match. Um, Why did you use that word when it was much better than a win? Uh, well, tell us the score. What was the score, Joel? How did the score hurt you, Joel? Why won't you say it? What was it? Was it not? Well, we allowed them to score, so I'm a little upset about that. Sixty-four yeah. to six. Is that what it was? Uh, Sixty-four to. 10? 10. Oh, oh, they got yeah, double okay. digits. There we yeah, go. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, these jabronis. Yeah. Well, now, what was the spread? <laughs> was, well, I don't know. That was later. Um, <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> but the uh, how rugby works is it's pool. So when you win, you get four points. If you win by a certain amount, you get a bonus point, which is five points. And if your opponent loses, but they get, like, let's say 21 points, they get a point. So. Um, so we did shut them out from getting a point at the very least. So did you get the five points? We got the five points because it maxes out at five. Um, we have clinched playoffs, so we'll be in the playoffs. I believe we've clinched the bye as well. So, uh, but we can't look past our opponents right now. And uh, but come out set tomorrow, we'll be playing in the Rio Rancho Sports Complex. It's a nice spot over there. It's great. At Two p.m. So if you want to see some rugby and see what it's all about. This is one of the best opportunities. Marty Watts was telling me, depending on who's keeping the record book, that this is either the 48th or 50th year of Aardvark rugby. I think it's been the 50th year for about three years now. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> because, those numbers are skewed. Because I keep hearing 50th year, but I think that's like 50th year of our tournament, 50th year of the club, 50th year of the first time they picked up a rugby ball. Yeah. And so it's just going to be the 50th year of Aardvark rugby for about seven more years. So. Yeah. So I think rugby is fun, exciting, it's different. It's it's a new taste for the American sports mouth. If you're trying to sell guy who doesn't know a lot about rugby, what do you sell him? You like violence and beer. Ah, yes. Okay. Thank you. I think that's the starting point. Just not at the Oscars. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, that's a bad combo. <laughs> uh, that's how I would sell it. And really, it's we we – you know, we joke, but we always have a beer and a drink, you know, or a cold refreshment with our opponents after the match. We have our own clubhouse now in the Knob Hill area, mm-hmm. and we have a great time there. And we invite all guests, and we encourage people to join the club just to hang out or if they want to play, they want to practice. All levels, we have people that have just started. 
had people who started in the 30s. We have people who played nationally for their country, such as Wales and Kenya, etc. And then we have this young guy right here who is a product of uh, New Mexico youth rugby. And he won man of the match this Saturday against when we went down to El Paso. So, uh, Aiden, you know, props to you on that. Thanks. Thanks. After you won it, do you go back to the clubhouse and go, um, Looking at the man of the match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what you do? You do a little. There, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of rugby rugby songs that yes. are sung. Uh, fun times shared. Um, but no, you don't. You don't do <laughs> Why are you changing the subject? Well, I mean, just say, just say yes. You do Michael Jackson. That's all we need yeah, to know. We need. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the answer is yes. Yeah. So, whenever players quit the Aardvarks and they go to the Brujos and become traders. Um, do you still welcome them into the clubhouse, or are they forever uh, exiled well, the way they deserve to be? Well, I'm just going to throw some some drama out there. Yeah, they've they've kind of don't come to our socials anymore. Yep. So we True. we we have socials, and it's it's all rugby is all about social. And I'm imploring the Brujos come to our socials. We want to have a good time. You know, you don't have to be upset and go somewhere else and do it. You know, let's just keep it going. They have their own clubhouse. No. <laughs> emphatic no not even like a half no not like i'm not sure maybe they've got one yeah maybe maybe we just haven't been no. invited yet maybe yeah um but also i want to i want to throw this out there uh please visit the rugby aardvark rugby facebook and instagram um you know we reach about a million people a year on our social media Re- not people facebook pages however that works out um and we're internationally known Best kept secret here in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. um, and oftentimes we get more Facebook reach in New Mexico United and the Isotopes, and the, you know when they're in the off season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only then, and, and that's mostly due to you, <laughs> meme master Joel Luevano. Yeah, the memes, the memes. You know, the Australians and New Zealand's New Zealanders, they love the memes. They get it. They get it. So, uh, but yeah, please visit our social media and reach out to us if you want to come to a practice, come to a match, and. Or just come to the clubhouse and hang out. I want to talk more about joining the club and growing the sport whenever we get back from the break. Joel Luevano and Aiden Goulet joining us on the program. Big Papa. And we're, <laughs> we're going to laugh up until the top of the hour. <laughs> Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live in the studio. Albuquerque Aardvarks are with you boys. Got a bunch of stuff going on this weekend, including a match against the in-state rival Brujos. Which uh, hail by way of Rio Rancho, I guess. Is that correct? Sure. What does that mean? Why don't you just give decisive answers? Well, they call themselves the New Mexico Brujos. So I think that gives them license just to be wherever they want. Maybe Gallup. Maybe. They should move to Gallup. Yeah, they practice here in Albuquerque. More important than your game this weekend is all the games that surround it, including all the youth rugby Mm -hmm. starting at 9 a.m. as – uh, well, there's just a bunch of them. So middle schools and high schools and middle schools and high schools, and that's all the way up to 1 o'clock before your game. Those schools include Rio Rancho and Pius and and the Eagles and La Cueva, and, and, and it's going to be a very good one. But then after your game wraps, the actual headliner plays, that. and that's the Atomic Sisters versus the Vegas Strong, yeah. and that should be the rugby for all ages as the ladies go at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the women are just – Sinacious and the Atomic Sisters right, good, are Griffin, write down Sinacious. We need to save that one. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Atomic Sisters are doing really well. Atomic Sisters are doing really well this season, and you can check them out on social media and Instagram as well. 
Um, but they're they're going to go pretty far. Mm-hmm. I mean, but are they going to get the W this weekend? That's I don't That's care. Up to them. Okay, that's up to that's them. Totally in their they power. Do coach too. speak for I, you know what? I'm not I'm not a chalk chalkboard material guy. You know, just just go out there and do it. Here's which, the, which Vegas is it though? Las Vegas, Nevada. 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 Okay, that's a big deal. So the Highlands has a rugby team. Are you familiar with this? They're very good. The Vatos. They, uh, and I believe it's a club team. Is that my understanding? Uh, I believe. Well, they're college. They play in the small college championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like a. It's not a NCAA. Yeah, it's not an NCAA. It's club. It's governed by USA Rugby, et cetera. So, but I think because they don't have collegiate rules, man. Because I'm in Las Vegas every single weekend for Highlands Athletics. I'm, right. Yeah, New Mexico. Right, and they are, they're out there practicing literally every day, <laughs> like because yep. there's not rules on, on when they can or can't. I don't even know how the coaching works. They might just coach themselves, but they will run the entire length of the football field doing what I would call a lateral pass because I don't know verbiage for rugby. That's lateral. That's right. Okay. So they do lateral passes, and they will run the entire field. I joke you not in like 10 seconds. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, the we, we joke in rugby, the most exciting play you'll see in football is like every play for us, that lateral run around, loop, you know, get tackled, make dish it off, et cetera. And the Vatos are extremely well at that. Extremely good at that. Sorry, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Rugby is like the last play of a football game when you're down by all of them. seven or less. Yeah, and you just keep pitching it and trying to keep it going. I think without the stoppage and the scrum, every play is the Duke City miracle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, Aiden, you're obviously a pretty good athlete. Obviously, you have a strong passion for nerd culture. So this seems like the perfect blend for Aardvark's rugby. Like, how quickly did you take to the team, and what advice would you give to youth in the community that are also considering rugby as an outlet for their for their talents? Yeah, um, I mean, when I t- so a little bit of background history for me, just right out right around COVID, I tried to find a team right after high school. I reached out to the Brujos first, which was the first mistake. Yeah, first yeah. mistake, and I found that out later. And uh, they never got back to me. And I contacted the Aardvarks, and Joel answered right away, and he said, come on out. And they treated me like their brother from the get-go. And uh, to everyone here that's coming up in rugby, youth rugby here in Albuquerque and everywhere, just go for it. Keep keep following that drive, that passion that you love for the game because it's going to take you far, and it's going to make the greatest memories and the greatest experiences for you, no doubt. Joel's been trying to recruit me for like four years now. Yes, this is a way better specimen. Yeah, I don't even of understand an why you would waste any recruiting time on Van. He's <laughs> I am 160 pounds, soaking wet on chicken legs. Yeah, and I'm 40, and I can't run. And Joel's like, "Come out and play with us." And like, like no, these are you're showing off a poor skill set for recruiting. And Griffin, I'm glad you redeemed yourself, Aiden. <laughs> yeah, here, this is very good. Well, yeah. Like, like when, whenever I get someone that's like that is interested and sparks the conversation with me and they like I tell them to come out and they have some self doubt. I just tell them that rugby is for everyone. No matter what age, what size, where you come from, like what you do, it's made for everyone. It's a it's a human game. But what if you smoke like a chimney and have chronic knee and back issues like Dan? <laughs> then, then we'll you'll... fix you up. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how hard it is. There's Either... not enough tape so and braces a... in the world. There's, there's a third half of rugby. There's half of it. There's a third half of rugby <laughs> called the social, 
and we like winning that as well. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we really want you for. The boat oh, race. see, this is all making way more sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the boat races, okay. for example, we have a boat race almost every social. Okay, check. You know, what, is a, what is a boat race? Uh, Aiden, why don't you explain it since you're young and learning? So uh, may I just say in advance, I do not partake in these events. Um, a boat race can be basically it's a team race, team versus team, and you determine how many people are in the team, right? And so they each have a drink. They start at one end. They cheers, touch the table, try and chug as fast as they can and pour the cup over their head before the next person can go. It doesn't actually involve a boat, is what I just learned. No, <laughs> but you have to load the boat in order to... You could have said anything about sushi. Like a yeah. boat, because you're in a boat, like you're, like you're in a boat, like like you're in a rowboat together. Yeah, yeah. No. Hard no. <laughs> Albuquerque, Albuquerque, thank you so very much for taking the time with us today. Any final words, boys? Uh, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Okay. <laughs> That's... <laughs> yes. About as good as it gets. <laughs> We're going to the break. Whenever we get back, World Cup soccer? Sure, why not? Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Five o'clock. Quitting time. Griffin, was that about the fastest hour in the history of all radio? That went so fast. Went so fast. Hope you enjoyed your weekend, or excuse me, your week. Hope you're excited about the weekend. It's a WrestleMania weekend for your boy. Starts tonight with WrestleMania SmackDown, which I will enjoy. Two full days of WrestleMania. So is that a pay-per-view? So they don't really do that anymore. So they're premium now, so they're premium broadcast. But what it basically means is you just have to have, like, a Peacock subscription, and you can live stream it. But also you get everything else that Peacock does. So it's like the other day when I was on Old Man Slow about – Apple TV being stupid for baseball. But if you buy Apple TV, you get all the other stuff too. So it's actually a good deal. You buy Amazon Prime, it's a good deal. You buy Peacock, you get WrestleMania, but you also get everything else. Look, if you can't afford Amazon Prime, slip slide into the DMs at TalkABQ. I will give you my password. It's very nice of you. Yeah. Comes out of the business. I think I have account. two spots left. I have zero Spotify spots left. You keep saying I'm on your Spotify. I'm totally not. I think you're on my Spotify. I'm, I'm not on your Spotify. I think you are. Because there is not any suggested Nelly on my Spotify. That's how I know we're not on the same Spotify. So that, that's how I know you don't know how Spotify works. Because everyone gets their own profile. Hmm. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Premium Family. Just jumping through it a little bit. Of, all right. So you are not on it. I do believe I'm on your Disney. Are you on my Disney? Either way. So it's me, Brandon Ortega. Oh, that's sweet. Vernon Koontz, an ex-girlfriend. Okay. And a person to not be named. I should text her and see if she needs to still be on my Spotify. Baltimore gets your Spotify? Thank you. <laughs> Lots of Harry Potter stuff on the program A today. lot. It's the most ever. I, it, Today's the most ever. Because there's a thing I've never seen, and it's Harry Potter. And I'm not the guy who's like, forget Harry Potter. I'm oppo. That, I'm, I'm not oppo that culture. I'm so indifferent that I've never made the effort. I've seen the first one. Was it Sorcerer's Bone or something like that? What is it? It's about a dog. Because if we're going to go to another dog bit, I'm going to have a problem. You're out. Yeah, you can't do any more. No. 
barking up the wrong tree for that. And I know Harry Potter was like culturally very significant for a while and then it stopped, but I think it's back is my understanding. Yeah, there's a new one coming out. I'm so excited. See, Griffin's in. It's like a prequel, isn't it? What is Oh, it, it's the beginning yeah, to it. Yeah, it it's the secrets of Dumbledore, so it goes back whenever the old wizard guy in all the Harry Potters when he was younger. Lord it of the Rings. Goes with fantastic beasts. I don't know what that is either. The looks on the look on Fred's face was just it, it said everything. I'm I'm not anti culture per se. Sure. But I am definitely like ambivalent. Is that the word I want? Ambivalent. But I also I'm have ambivalent. two small children. Well, not small anymore, but at the time when they came out, you know, my older son read the, the books and stuff. You don't have to have... apologize. Yeah, you can like whatever you want to like. I like too, Star so. Wars. I'm going to watch I'm a gonna... lot of WrestleMania this weekend. Yeah, Fred likes WrestleMania. I mean, That's the, the worst deal? out of all of us. Well, I mean, it's not. It's the best out of all of us. Speaking of rugby. Also a lot of Aesop's Fables. I'm still into that. Big ups to friends my, of the show. My Albuquerque Yardbarks coming on again. Goldberg. Is it Goldberg? Bill Goldberg. Why? I mean, you shouldn't ask about one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. It should just be common knowledge. But yes, Bill used Goldberg. Used to call him Gilbert, though. <laughs> no, Gilbert was another wrestler who was a parody of Goldberg. Every, Goldberg and a Gilbert? Yeah, and Gilbert was a knockoff, like a JV version of Goldberg that would come out, do the production the same way as Goldberg, and then lose fantastically every match. Like when you order Goldberg on Wish? That's what Gilbert was. You were saying about the aardvarks? Yeah, make sure you go check them out tomorrow at the Rio Rancho Sports Complex. They play it, too. Yeah. Youth rugby all day. All day. And the ladies are the headliners at four, the Atomic Sisters, out at the Rio Rancho Sports Complex. And the reason I segue back into rugby, because I just looked this up, there's a rugby player named Harry Potter in Australia. So I think that's an unfair advantage to whatever team he's on. Hope Solo, who's just arrested today for DWI, former national women's team goalie. Today is in late last night up into this morning, or like she was day drinking today and got just... I believe late last night up okay. into this morning. But she's obviously named after Star Wars. Like, that stuff is not that unique to me. I feel like lots of people are named after that. There's a handful of jerks out there that after season six named their kid Khaleesi... And then oh, really regret oh, oh. that now after season eight. What is like, like well, four? It's crazy like, because if you think about it, Harry Potter's been out for twenty years. What? That's not crazy. I understand how time works. That seems that very much makes sense to me. It's a coming of age story, right? Like it's kids as they grow up. That's my understanding of the story. Harry Potter. Yeah, they're wizards. So they're, they're not human. They're young wizards. Are wizards human? I've never oh, met a wizard. Oh, gosh, I don't know the exact answer to that. I've never met a Jedi either, but I still hold out hope solo that it exists. I dated a Wiccan for a while, and I believe that she was human. A Wiccan? Is that what they're called? Like when you weave the chair together? Like that kind of thing? No, like I would be like, hey, where do you want to go to dinner? And she'd be like, let me ask these tarot cards. Like a pagan? <sighs> I don't know. They're like hippie <laughs> witches, right? That was a, that was a, yeah. a wicker joke, Stephanie. Wicker chairs. Yeah, and yeah. please, when you're saying hippie witches, pronounce witches fully and clearly so there's no confusion to the friend of the show. Okay, what did I say? 
Well, I just I think you said hippie witches. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah, I it did not sound like that. It did. Why? Well, that could get us in trouble. Yeah, that could be easily inferred. Yeah, as someone who's very oppo Janis Joplin. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't need that kind of attention. No, we do not. Especially after the all the hate mail we got from you hating dogs yesterday. The that was weird that there was so there was a substantial amount because it I think it should be obvious from my demeanor and approach to life from friend of the show that I do not care about your dog. Specifically. Specifically. Especially ones that poop all over your apartment complex and stay up all night chasing non-existent balls. If you're like, hey, Fred, uh, I'm really excited to be out with you tonight, Monday night, watching the National Championship basketball game. Let me pull out my phone and show you a picture of my puppers. I'm going to say puppers better be a beer from Letterkenny because I don't want to see an actual picture of your dog. I do not care about your dog. See, you, you just messed up, Fred. Why's you that? just messed up real bad by saying that you don't want people to do that. Yeah. Every time from now on people see you in public, as long as this dog thing is still relevant, they're going to show you pictures of their dog. If moving and forward. you're going to get progressively more when upset. When they do that, do you feel like someone who is showing you a picture of their ugly child? Like you're like, oh, thanks. I'm, I'm like never... you really don't know what to say. Griffin, I'm not filled with the hate that you're filled with. Like I love people's children. I love, I've never seen an ugly child. Oh, man, I have. Like an ugly baby? Oh, yeah. No, heck no. I'll tell you, too. I was like, oh, that baby's got such a good personality. <laughs> Babies don't have personalities. Yeah, I know. They just lay there and smile. It makes the joke better. You could go with the classic, like, um, looks like his father. Yeah. If it's a lady showing you. And if it's a a fella, you say... Looks a lot like his mother. No, you don't say that either. No, you never say that one. Because of the implication. Yeah. Are you like, it looks like Grandpa Joe. That's, yeah. <laughs> don't get me start, started on Grandpa Joe. From the live chat, and thank you so very much, Pitter Patter. Okay. It's very nice. Super nice. Here's where I'm at on, like, Harry Potter reference in sport. I know what Quidditch is. Because that's the broomstick game where they chase the the ball. Sure. Because when I was in college many years ago, there was a Quidditch fundraiser where all these people got out, literally put brooms between their legs. And I don't mean like movie accurate brooms. I mean like dollar store, if you fall, the aluminum pipe bends, bends immediately. immediately. Sure. And it becomes a, like a dangerous harpoon weapon. Yeah, those things get sharp when yeah, you Yeah, you know them. what I'm talking about. Very dangerous. And once yes, it, I'm very familiar with poverty, Fred. I have owned dollar brooms. And that crease cannot be made whole again. No, it can't. It cannot. Once you put a crease in an aluminum dollar store broom stick, that just becomes... It's dangerous. And no, ma no matter how many pencils you put around the pole and I, then duct tape it, yeah. it still doesn't have its like structural integrity. Like a makeshift cast. Yes, yeah. exactly. It still doesn't work the same. Because that's what these kids would do. And also they would come dressed a fool. And I don't know if I understand the dress code. Think roller derby, but running duck waddle style with brooms between your legs instead of roller skates. Okay. NFL street, but for nerd culture. I'm trying to picture them. Don't they just have, like, robes 
Some. They got like just robes on that look like rugby jerseys. But for some reason, like when you go to a United game and you see a grown man wearing a tutu, you're like, why? Like I get what you're doing, but why? I'm legit into that. Oh, you are because I'm yeah. I'm so oppo that. I I am not about that type of fandom about anything. Because I kind of like the rugby outfits when I was looking online. I like the striped like polo. Well, they have a good look. They have a strong uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this weekend is WrestleMania, right? I'm the biggest pro wrestling fan in the game. I'm currently wearing pro wrestling garb. Sure. It's a t-shirt. Except for last night at O'Neill's, you've had a wrestling shirt on every day this week, right? And only, yeah, obviously. Because that's the way it should be. Sure. But last night I wore a sweet New Mexico Highlands Cowboys baseball jersey. That's like second tier after Yankees, Cardinals, Dodgers. It's like one of the coolest jerseys I've ever seen. It was super cool. And it's just an hour and a half away. Yeah. It's very cool. So for this fundraiser, we're in Quidditch, which is... The run with the broomstick between your leg. And I don't know the rules. I don't know the scoring. But there were laundry baskets. The whole game actually felt like it was built from a dollar store. So there were <laughs> there were laundry baskets somehow adhered to the ground, like on the ground. Okay. And then there was an elevated center laundry basket that was also on a broom. Like they had taken, you know, you can disconnect the, the whistly, bristly part at the bottom. And they stabbed, like Braveheart style, the broomstick into the ground and then adhered somehow a laundry basket to the top. Okay? You're still following me. I'm with you. And then... Reluctantly, but I'm with you. The goal of the game, something to do with soccer balls or kickballs, I'm not sure. But there was also a radio-controlled RC car from someone... Now you've perked my interest. Yes. Okay. And the the kids had to waddle, duck walk with the broomstick between their legs, chase, and you couldn't pull the broomstick out to the side and run with and it. run with it. No, no, no. It had to be as if you were mounted. Seems dangerous. It. Di- I'm telling you, it was dangerous. That's I, the most dangerous thing those dorks have ever done in their life. They they and they also because they don't have these other activities in life, they're like, what do I do about this chafing? Like you, uh, yeah. What do you do? Mm-hmm. So, well, it depends on if you're a dry or a wet guy. I mean, the answer is obviously there's no coconut sw- oil or baby powder. Are you being dumb right now? There's no Swiffer involved in this. This is all brooms. Oh, I see what you thought I meant. <laughs> ah, okay. I was talking about a different region. <laughs> they chase this RC car around, <laughs> and they're doing the waddle run, <laughs> and they got. They got my high school colors of maroon and gold scarfs on, and they're like, in their head, you know, they think they look cool, like their scarf's blowing in the wind, but it's not, because you can only run. You can't run that fast. That, not fast at all. No. Stupidest thing I ever saw. Quidditch. Almost all the time, your top running speed is directly anti-proportional to your reading comprehension, and those guys read a lot. You're saying the faster you can read, the slower you can run? Correct. This is the property of reading and you're saying the property of reading is directly proportionate to the property of running at a one-to-one negative ratio correct yeah oh gosh that might be true yeah because i can't read at all but also i can't run at all oh no hold on 
Dang it. You're an outlier. Yeah, exception to every rule. You're an outlier. Thank you to New Mexico Opinion on Coffee. It helps me start my day. I don't know if my new apartment complex is about this life, but I'm lighting up the complex with Pinon in the morning. Sweet. So if you're not waking up with me, um, well, you're missing the best part of waking up. Oh, that's a different coffee company. New Mexico Pinon Coffee, thank you so very much for being a day one. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, Sports Animal. And every four years, but, like, not the last six years, you talk about the World Cup. You don't talk about it any other time. You talk about it when it's happening and it's relevant. So, like, last time it was not because the boys didn't get to play. But the girls got to play, so you talked about it a little bit, I guess. But the boys get to play again, okay? So the men are in, and there was a drawing today. And are you familiar with how the drawing system works, man? Yes. Okay, well, then you paint the picture for Griffin. Okay, so a lot of people like um, like pencils or charcoal. No. A lot, some people no. like Mm-mm. acrylic. Uh-uh. Like what kind of drawing? What's going on? <sighs> oh, you're talking about the pools? The group stage draw results is what I'm talking about, oh, which okay. group the teams are in, Okay. So it used to, you would hear this term all the time, group of death. Okay? Do you, are, have you heard this? Yes. Okay. So what this is, and this is for you, Griffin, because I know you don't know. The group of death would be like, it would be very unbalanced to the skill set of soccer teams. And about eight years ago, they got away from that. So this would have been the one that started in South Africa, because it recently went South Africa, Brazil, and now Qatar. Now, do I need to wait for you guys to ask me where Qatar is, or do you just need me to tell you on my own? I, I know where Qatar is. Oh, okay. Where is that? It's uh, over there. Okay. So. It's in the Middle East. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's in its itty bitters. It's right in between Michigan and Wisconsin over there in the Middle East. See, that's the Midwest. We've had this talk. No, it's, it's, it's on the eastern part of the country. It's in the middle, but it's slightly to the east. That part of the country is the Middle East, right? Isn't that right, Griffin? I have absolutely no idea. Oh. Not a map girl. (laughs) It's in the Persian Gulf is where it's... So there's Saudi Arabia, okay? Yeah. And then there's the United Arab Emirates. Mm -hmm. And then if you go... like Great airlines. That's my understanding. Mm -hmm. And if you go like 1 o'clock from there, but on the 7 o'clock side of the Persian Gulf... That's where Qatar is, and it's about it's about the size of the drive from here to Las Vegas, New Mexico. Okay, that's closer than I thought in my head. It's well, it's itty bitters. It's not big. You know why? Because I'm not used to the real version. I'm just used to Qatar Hero. <sighs> what? Yeah. Bahrain's also over there. That's a little island. Mm-hmm. And it's a different culture over there. Wildly different. Like, if you go there right now, although I think they're changing the rules for the World Cup, if you go there right now, you can get zero beers. Cause well, it's it, been like that for a long time. Yeah. It's yeah. so conservative over there of, like, beliefs and understanding of how the world works, which I said the word conservative. I guess what I should have said was ass backwards because it's dumb. Like, there's an advisory to not bring – like rainbow-colored apparel and flags due to the society in Qatar, 
will act violently upon you, the idea that you support that. Yeah, they just started letting women drive a couple years ago. And that's not a punchline. That's accurate. Yeah, but also yeah. not not as easy as it is for men. There's, like, lots of hoops to jump through. Correct. You yeah, have to- I, I'm assuming it's just, like, a press release to, like, heighten their image a little bit. They, still, they don't let them drive. You still can't drive. That's correct. Yeah. Like, you're, I think you're not allowed to drive if there is, like, a male in your life that is capable of driving you. Yes. And it's, like, weird hiccups like that. And also, hear me out here on FIFA, and I understand you're going to say it's greasing the palms. I know you're going to say that, so let's throw that out as the answer. Why go to Qatar? I mean, they're just greasing the palms, right? That's I say. I knew you were going to say that, which is why I said don't say that. <laughs> oh, whoops. Because you're going to get so much pub for, like, all of the injustice. Like, this is, like, as far as human rights goes, at or near the absolute bottom. Yes, they uh, their new stadiums uh, have been built with slave labor. Oh, not good. Thousands of people have died in servitude of building those stadiums, and it's been suppressed in the media for a couple years now. And but Qatar, the country proper, is like, yeah, we made all these changes, and on paper they did. On paper they were like laws and regulations or whatever, but the execution of it, no pun intended, is not. It's not there. Like it's still. Yeah, we see the rules. But we do what we want. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do what we want. And all of these FIFA, I think it was a panel of 24, whenever they're picking these places, South Africa, which, by the way, not a wealthy continent, anyone, not continent, uh, not a wealthy community, super greased, and all the infrastructure and stuff they put into that absolutely ruined South Africa. Brazil, exact same thing, not a wealthy country. Now Qatar, which is super wealthy, they have are you familiar with oil man yes they love oil they hate human rights so they're probably going to be fine they're going to put in these stadiums and i guess they're all state-of-the-art and there's going to be a way for it to work out there but it's not going to be the apocalyptic aftermath of stadium and venue that it was in south africa and brazil's yeah brazil got it rough because they built all that infrastructure they built all those stadiums they built these giant walls to so you can't see the ghettos when you're driving around. Right. And then now it's just unused, just completely unused, going into ruin, just so they got this one tournament, one time. It makes no sense to me. But a place like Qatar, like they could just turn that into like another airport or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they, like immediately. Yeah. They'll just just bulldoze it and build something else there because they have that much money there. And there was this idea, because similarly with the Olympics, right? Because the Olympics go to Beijing. Well, I guess the difference in this is, though, no one wants the Olympics. No one's trying to get the Olympics. They know the Olympics is cancer. So when only Beijing is asking for it, you have to give it to them because there's no other option. Sure. But other, like, legitimate efforts were being made here. Any of these, like, Western European countries can kill this. The United States, kill it. Sure. Probably not Canada. Maybe Toronto. But... Doesn't make a ton of sense to me. All that said, U.S. is in. It's relevant again. We're going. And because they got rid of the group of death stuff, every team in every group has an opportunity. It's not like you're playing the powerhouses from wherever you're supposed to. Do you ever watch one of these in full, like in your sports viewing history? Yeah, it's a, it's a blast. You know, you know, soccer isn't on my upper echelon of sports that I pay attention Should to. Should not be. But the, okay, the, the World Cup, 
it's a worldwide event. The whole world gets into it, mm-hmm. and it's so much fun. And also, it's a reason to drink beer at like six in the morning because it's all the way across the world, and people play at weird times. So, kudos to that. It's a very social sport. Like, if you're gonna watch mm-hmm. that team, by the way, if you're from America, you should be excited about America. Like, I don't want any sort of confusion there. I get that you support your English Premier League team. But if you're rooting for England because a player you like on that team is there, I need you to get out of the viewing complex that I am in. Just the once. You can start rooting for him the second the tournament's over. Correct. Whatever club team he plays on, root for that one the second the tournament's over. During the tournament, you root for your home country. You root for your home country. Unless you have dual citizenship. And then you could have it both ways. So kudos to you, too. Yeah, but but you still can't actively root against your country. But then you're able to root for two countries. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. You get to double down. You get to double down. Right. What's that, who's that country singer that loves North Carolina so much? Uh, Eric Church. Eric Church, who's like, listen, fans, I hate you. I only love North Carolina basketball. That's this exact same conversation. What, what Fred is referring to, if you're not sure about what's going on here, loyal listener, is worldwide millions and millions of people love this guy. Millions! Eric Church canceled a concert in San Antonio, Texas. He didn't really. It was April Fool's, right? Nope. He canceled a concert in San Antonio, Texas just so he could watch the North Carolina Duke game in person, which if that's what you're into, kudos go crazy. But there were people in an uproar, and to counter that, he's throwing a free concert in New Bronzeville, Texas. And everyone who attended the was going to attend the previous one gets to go for free. So hold up. Where is New Bronzeville as it relates to San Antonio? It's close. Okay, driving distance. Yeah. Okay. So if I had tickets to San Antonio, do I get refunded on those? You get refunded and the next one's free. So you show them, hey, you go them, show them your ticket. You get to go to the next one for free. This is very bad luck, Brian, but I'm into it. Now, if you didn't have tickets to that one, is the next one free, or do you have to buy tickets to the next one in Brownsville? Uh, New Bronzeville's. Uh, I think you have to buy the next one if there's seats available. That's what I would think. I'm assuming a concert venue in San Antonio is much larger than a concert venue in New Bronzeville's, but I'd have to do my research. So I am familiar with how these like insurances work and how like payments work. So this is a reserve date. This is whatever the name of the venue is. So at the, at the Nunley Entertainment Center, you're expecting a revenue of tens of thousands of dollars. Right. You have a retainer. You have a, all these things are going to happen. And what this venue is going to do is they're going to sue. Yeah. They're going to sue church and say, you owe us. And he's not going to make back that money to pay from a free concert. No. I mean, he also has insurance. So if this thing happens, they kind of just. This isn't pandemic, send, though. This is choice. They send each other the tab. I'm telling you, though, that he's not going to get covered. I think it's worth it. Is he a Carolina fan or a Duke fan? Uh, he's Mr. Carolina everything. Okay, he's a this, big so, Carolina fan. So this has made me want Carolina to lose. This is the thing that's tipped it for me. And we're going to talk NCAA, obviously, in the 6 o'clock hour. But this is the one where I'm like, I'm very oppo North Carolina now because Eric. Because he upset some music fans in Texas? Yeah. I think it's a cool story that he's so passionate about it that he's willing to forego all this money 
just so he can see this one event. You do your job. Also, if North Carolina wins, sorry to the next city because he's going to cancel that one too to watch the championship game. So this is about to happen again to somebody. The move is what time's the game? What what time is the game? It's it's between six thirty Mountain. I think. Okay. Yeah. So you move the concert is what you do. You move it at the time. Well, he'd have to fly across the country. Do you want the best story ever told, or do you want to be like a coward? Because that's what this is. And also, say you don't make it in time. You just you got to you want to watch the game. I totally get that. So you move it if the concert's also at six thirty, which it's probably not. It's probably at eight or whatever. You're like, hey, it's a matinee now, boys, because I got it. I got a jet set. I gots to go. That's the move. And you make a whole thing out of it. Like Joe Buck going from the Super Bowl to are going from pro football to pro baseball, playoff baseball that same day. Right. You just do you get a camera crew to follow you. You shoot a little documentary on it. That's a way better move than sorry for you, twenty thousand of my closest friends who book flights across the country and this is grandma's final wish and this is junior's first birthday and this is all the things that you think matter and i matter to you i don't yeah i still think it's cool no yeah i think it's really cool more world cup talk <laughs> where we get back it's april fools everyone be real careful out there this is a real story though it's a real story this last one not the next one thank you to the ymca of central new mexico where i'm going to reestablish myself next week because i'm through the big move i'm through all the life stuff congratulations thank you so i'm going to be at the y every single day where you will find me playing basketball and talking about baseball with old timers sweet ymca of central new mexico i think their their march deal is still up if you call and say the boys sent you they'll still get you the hey you sign up as the family, the one, it's like 55 bucks. Dual parent family, I think it's like 65 bucks, And your kid gets in all the youth programs for free. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. You should- From the texter, you guys are jerks and need to go. Okay, well, doesn't seem very, seem like that helps the show very much. Not very, not very productive. This is your fault, Griffin, because you didn't stand up for Harry Potter enough. Griffin, you enjoy your week with us? I did. I yeah. loved it. Thank you. Okay. What are you doing next week? KKOB stuff? Like serious stuff? No. Well, next week I'm doing a day of traffic, and then I get prepared for Isotopes will be starting. Woot woot. I'm a big Isotopes fan. So excited. So excited. It's insane how excited I am. So I was looking at this venue for the Eric Church thing. He's going from an 80,000-person venue place to like 6,000. What? It says that Whitewater um, in New Brunsville, Texas, only holds like 6,000 people. Sometimes there's just guests at the studio. We just got a text. I wanted to bring in an expert. How much does marijuana cost at a dispensary? Today's the day. What does it go for? I was just at the one at Dulce on the on Constitution. Uh, top end stuff at like thirty percent, like fourteen dollars a gram. That's twice what it was this time last year. Ooh wee! How much? Fourteen dollars a gram for high end stuff. But there's a lot of stuff, a lot of sales today. Uh, I saw a five dollar gram out at some of our dispensaries today. So, uh, folks that know the market can shop around. I'm trying to do the math on it real quick. Hold on. So I don't know the name of it. There's a dispensary just right down the street from here. 
Pat Davis joining us from the paper also um, does some other stuff in the community. <laughs> <laughs> was on that other station a minute ago. Yeah, <laughs> pull that right up to your face, Pat. So, so we've been obviously like nonstop marijuana talk, and this is totally unscripted. We weren't ready for this, but I drove parts of town like downtown. There are lines. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Is there enough? Is there enough marijuana in the community for people? So uh, we just saw the numbers come out five o'clock. Uh, we hit two million dollars in sales today. Thirty, almost twenty nine thousand sales. What uh, happened? Amazing. A, what? We have a total of uh, one hundred and sixty dispensaries that are licensed. Less than a hundred are open. So do the math: two million dollars, uh, less than a hundred dispensaries. There's been a lot of people excited about this today. How does that work tax wise? What does that do for the city and state? It, Really well. 20% sales, uh, 20% tax on uh, adult sales. Shut up. Patients have, are tax-free. Uh, so the state is doing really well today. Uh, so far, I think we're booking about a quarter million dollars at the end of the day. Um, if we hit $3 million, we'll book about a quarter million dollar bonus uh, for the legislature next week. On day one. On day one. And don't forget, <laughs> the state has licensed... 160 dispensaries, but only half of them are open right now. So I saw a lot of opening soon banners yep. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Competi- it's hard to come by. And competition's key in this industry, right? Yeah, you got to have something good. I mean, everybody can sort of sell you a $5 gram if they really want to. Everybody can sell you a, a $15 gram if it's really good. But you walk in a dispensary, you got to talk to somebody who knows. Yeah. Um, I was in, uh, like I said, uh, free advertising, uh, Dulce Cannabis, which is a, a new Hispanic woman-owned, family-owned, uh, small mom-and-pop over uh, on Indian School in, in Carlisle. It's my neighborhood. Yeah, I know it is. I'm yeah. mentioning it because it's mine, too. You and I will go there after. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, I, so I stood in line to get in behind a woman who is, uh, you know, re- just retired as a school teacher last year, never smoked this in her life because it was illegal. She spent 10 minutes talking to the guy about what do learning. I need to Learning. What do I need to sleep? Like, how does this work? Like, how do I smoke it? How much can I have? Like, you just couldn't ask the guy in the alley that, right? Pat Davis of the paper who moonlights as a city councilman. So how does that money, where does it go once it comes into the city and the state? Like, how does it how does it get repurposed or reappropriated to taxpayer? At the end of the day, it all goes in the, big fe- in the state or city slush fund, the general fund, and legislators like me at the city or the, or the governor and legislators in Santa Fe get to decide what to do with it. Uh, but... Uh, there is some of that money goes back to subsidize patients for low income patients that need medical. Oh, products. love that! Yeah, some of it. Watch this piece. That's going to be really cool. New Mexico has the first structure in this uh, country that lets us take that tax, reinvest in minority businesses. We're giving loan. State is giving loans to small businesses, uh, minority owned businesses, to start their cannabis companies. So now you have the state of New Mexico investing in cannabis uh, using that taxpayer dollars. Beyond helping patients, beyond helping, you know, minority-owned businesses, this has been in the works for a long time. So you've had a chance to plan on where this money goes. Once you get a bigger number, uh, a better idea of how much money is involved, where do you think this is going to be divided into? What's going to be helped throughout the state and city? All the estimates initially said $30 million next year net to the state and cities. I think it's going to be more than that. You don't Uh, say. I heard about day one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we got a little money coming in. Uh, But the legislature kicked that can down the road. But the proposals out there were put this money back into C&M and programs like that to help small business owners learn how to do this. Look, if you're getting in the cannabis business, you either know how to run a business and you see the money opportunity or you know how to grow a plant and you don't know how how to make a balance sheet. That you got to have help on both sides. So CNM has a great program to help people learn, just like the microbrew program. They have a micro cannabis program. Right. So putting that money and doing that is a great makes a lot of sense. 
giving more money to our cops to figure out how to identify the bad actors on the side of the road and figure out that they're intoxicated and we got to get them out of the way is also definitely a place that money's going to go. So, all right. So today the House of Representatives federally does this thing where they're like, I don't know what the vote was, but it was, it was, it was a lot. And they're like, cool. Like weed's going through federally. Here we go. And it's got to go to the Senate. It's got some other good ideas always go to die. Unfortunately. Right. So uh, what would it mean federally if it goes through does that affect like how credit unions and banks can work can you can you kind of walk the listener through that yeah so what's probably likely to happen most is that they're going to pass the federal banking piece of that law first regardless regardless at some point like there's agreement on that in part because even in bright red states lots of agriculture happens there farmers are missing out because they're seeing liberal farmers in california are making boatloads and they're stuck you know growing less profitable uh crops much more likely that banks will start transacting dollars across state lines and where money goes, everybody else goes. Uh, but yeah, once the feds decide this is no longer prohibited, it's just going to be regulated, it'll be an open market. And states like New Mexico, with lots of sunshine, lots of good growing season, right. are, if we can get this right, we are poised to be a national leader and a national exporter of good cannabis to other places that, quite frankly, you can't do this in some of those cultures. I mean, states. cannabis and pistachios, those are the two cash crops I really see here in the state. <laughs> so, There's so, got to be a way to put those together. Yeah, that's how I feel. We just got to get ingenious here. Covered so for the, for the Bricania, for the New Mexican that you know likes a little jazz cabbage in their life, what's going to be the the places where they can consume going forward? Because right now it's just in your house, right? Right now it's just in your house, and it's probably going to be that way for most of the summer. Uh, the state has a rule that says you can have a consumption area, basically a cannabis restaurant or cannabis lounge. Uh, the city of Albuquerque, we have rules for it. They have to be all indoor. No one's applied for one yet, and we've never done it. So it's going to take a little while. Uh, but it's definitely going to happen. By the time we get to this time next year, there will be cannabis lounges that you could go. Somebody's got to figure out all the, what do you do? How long can you stay there? How do you get somebody home and ensure they're safe? But other states have figured it out, and we're going to do it too. Sweet. So I'm I'm a non-weed consumer. It's never been part of my life. I don't, I don't partake. Um, and I think for similar reasons to that teacher you were talking about. Yeah. Just for a long time, there was a legality about it that I wasn't comfortable flirting with. So with that said, um, I don't know if I have an understanding. Like, will, will there be enough marijuana left after today for those in medical need? Will there be enough, will there be enough quote-unquote, reserve for individuals that rely on it for pain relief, uh, anxiety, glaucoma, and all those other identifiers? We, do, we think there will be. Patients have been told since late last year, hey, go ahead and stock up if you can afford to do it. Because cannabis has a shelf life, but it's six, eight months sometimes for some of these products, up to a year for lots. So folks have been stocking up our cannabis our our, uh, our medical sales have been exploding in the last six months, so we mm-hmm. know they're doing that. Uh, but there was a real concern about shortage. Some of the stores today are a little short. They've only got a few strains because they're just getting started and yeah. building those relationships. But uh, we have almost a million plants in the licensing system scheduled to come online by the time the summer season opens up and gets going. So we don't really see that we're going to have a shortage. What we're going to see is two different markets. There's going to be really good high-end stuff that great growers are growing, and we're going to have a whole lot of small farmers growing outdoor batches that's going to turn into pre-rolls, that's going to turn into edibles um, that may not look very pretty, but it makes some really great uh, products. And so we're poised to do that better than most states that don't have that that great weather. 
the earliest that Albuquerque taxpayer or community member will see a return from that revenue is what? When will they see a bridge? When will they see new classes? When will they see something where they're like, oh, weed helps me? The city of Albuquerque will get our first weed check from the state in late June. Yep. Uh, and so we are going into the city's budget process now, and we're already going to start spending it. So uh, by the time that check gets here, we've already spent it. But we're doing it. Um, the city's going to end up with a, a very large budget surplus, almost $100 million this year. That's crazy. Buoyed by cannabis. So we're putting that back into things like public safety, homelessness, you see the new community safety department. Right. Lots of that work is funded in a big pool, but helped and buoyed by cannabis. That's a potentially $10 million in the city's budget this year. Uh, and that's, by the way, the budget of that department. Like, weed could be paying for those social workers. Pat Davis, who impromptuly came in and sat down with the <laughs> city councilman and obviously the paper. The paper doing well? Doing great. 50,000 yeah. email subscribers. Pick it up. The big cannabis issue is out today. Everything you need to know, including uh, where to find the best deals. Right. Well, okay. I, I have no idea. I, if you didn't know where to find the $5 gram, you can pick it up in the paper and we'll tell you. <laughs> now, from the texter, it's so because we spent, Griffin, we spent a couple days on this, right? I mean, we really, not to coin a phrase, but we 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 burnt up to it. And as we've got to this point, I was as surprised as I've been about the lines. It was like COVID test lines, but it was outside of dispensaries. Well, you saw, I mean, Crucis, I'm sure y'all talked about this earlier. Crucis passed a special law to let people uh, start buying last night at midnight, and there was a line there. Oh, my gosh. The city of Albuquerque said no, not till 8 a.m. So the West Side had an hour-long line. The governor stood in line at the Everest dispensary uh-huh. uptown this morning. Um, you know, uh, and so I, people are excited. But, again, it's the people who are tired of buying it you know, from a friend, they're tired of, of asking a medical patient to get them a little more, which is not legal and shouldn't be doing it. It means a lot that you can walk in a store, buy it, talk to somebody and not pretend like you don't, uh, that it's something else. And, uh, and it means a lot that when you buy this, you're funding things like education, that the cops won't kick your door down because you bought weed from right. some shady dude in the back alley. Um, and by the way, you know where it comes from. You know it's been tested. It's clean. It's safe. And, and you won't get sick. I don't know enough about that process, but I need to learn more because I, I know there is a governing system in place. That's, home grow. Yeah. You can do it. Talk about do it yourself. Six plants at home all by yourself. Like on the balcony in my new apartment, or is that against the, is that against the rules? If, you're, uh, if your apartment association is good with it, the state of New that Mexico easy. is good with it. I love everything about it. I know I know we got to hit the top of the hour. So, Griff, thank you for letting us run long. Pat Davis, you're the absolute best. Well, uh, Whenever we get back, last hour of the program before uh, I lose myself in WrestleMania weekend. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Ray Maliazzi here. The tear in my driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt's molded to fit it. But I'm ready for a new one from eBay Motors with all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. Till then, I'll just scooch. eBay Motors, let's ride. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. The traffic this afternoon, it is getting better, but we've still got a lot of slowdowns. Westbound on I-40 between San Mateo and Coors this afternoon. Uh, A lot of stop and go areas and uh, it's past cores before that really starts to open back up so take your time getting through there elsewhere seeing a little bit of a slowdown still on southbound 825 between osuna and montgomery and uh, slowdowns westbound on paseo as you approach the river This report is brought to you by Isleta Resort and Casino. There's a great career waiting for you at Isleta Resort and Casino with excellent benefits, free employee dining, and a signing bonus of up to $250. Visit the Isleta Job Fair 10 to 3 this Wednesday in the hotel ballrooms at Isleta Resort and Casino. 
This is Maggie Gray with a CBS Sports Minute. Duke and North Carolina meeting in the Final Four is a story for the ages. To me, if either North Carolina or Duke goes on to win the national championship game, it becomes the sweetest championship in either of their histories. For North Carolina, they get to say they not only beat Coach K in his final game at Cameron, but kiboshed his storybook ending. For Duke, it's obvious. Coach K gets to ride off into the sunset with his sixth championship. That would tie North Carolina, who also has six. I'm Maggie Gray. The CFOs that get... Don't miss the opening drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Buck. Start your morning weekdays at 7, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Big thank you to Pat Davis who took the time. He's a good friend of the show. Friend in real life. I mean, he's just a good dude. He's a good dude. Loves him some Albuquerque and proves it. Well, that's the program, right? It's sports, but it's sports adjacent. And, you know, marijuana, which, again, like, I cannot say this enough times. I don't smoke weed. Like, I don't, like, I don't have, not to beat this, but I don't have a dog in this fight. Sure. But I recognize that so many friends of this show and so many specifically sports-related athletes, um, they do. You know, they utilize and they need it. And there needs to be a safe, legal way for a consumer of, that activity or that drug or that medicine, however you define it, to be able to do it in a way that's protected. And I'm, I'm glad that New Mexico is is there. Agree completely. I mean, for me, unpopular opinion, weed's been legal forever. You just can't be an idiot. But now I'm glad it's actually legal and the city and the state are getting some funds from this and they get to do really cool things for the medical community, for, for law enforcement, for... Mm-hmm. All kinds of facets of of local and state government. It's going to help in a huge well, way. And this is April. They get money in June. And like the city, could they use a couple extra bucks to do a couple things? Heck yes, they could. Yeah. And like, do I want to give it to you out of my? I'm not a homeowner. Obviously, just talked about moving, but my property taxes. No. Do I want to give that money to the city out of that extra percent I got to pay at the Walmart? No. I don't smoke marijuana. There is money for marijuana sales going to help me in my community. Thank you. Yes. That is the way this works. I mean, you saw the difference it's made for Colorado. I mean, our neighbors up north. Yeah. Their education system's better. Their college education system's better. Their healthcare system is better. And it's all from cannabis money. And now it's time for us to get in on that and help ourselves. Help ourselves do a J, man. Am I like, right? Okay. I mean, hey, we, right. you almost got through a whole thing there with an excellent point. Okay. <laughs> you took it. You took it to like the basement scene of that '70s show, which is Griffin's favorite living room scene, which now makes sense because of Griffin's affinity for enjoying this program. A lot of giggles. A lot of giggles. A lot of giggles on the other side of that glass. I'm a big fan of people and plans and organizations that help others. And that's, to me, what this feels like. And But also, I don't know the community behind it. I don't know, like, the business owner community. I don't know. If I go right now to U.S. Eagle and I'm like, hey, I'm planning on starting a business. Do you have the dollars for this? I don't know if that's out there yet. Right. And, if, and if it's not, give the city, give the state time. They'll See, make it happen. That's when you needed to go to that leaf, the the cannabis expo that was a couple of weeks ago well you i guess my phone must have been off when you called to take me with you griffin last hour of the program and then i'm swimming in wrestlemania all weekend
Yeah, you're the second this thing's over, you're out of here, and it's nothing but wrestling for four no, days. No one is allowed to speak to me about anything except for the squared circle. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Thank you to Pat Davis who joined us, city councilman, and also the paper, which if you're not familiar with the paper, uh, it's like a it's like a varsity version of what the alibi used to be. Yeah. It's like if you were a fan of the alibi, which I could think had like a pretty good run here as far as years, this is that but better. Agreed completely. Yeah. Perfect way to say it. Griffin, you were saying that Eric Church hates his fans and went from an 80,000 sold-out, butts-in-the-seats, SRO concert to a 6,000 gesture, but full-on cronky. I want to say so. I mean, it's an amphitheater, but, yeah, it doesn't look that big as AT&T Center. All right, I need to have a full moment of transparency here before we talk about World Cup soccer. I don't know a single Eric Church song. I don't know that world. I, I will be. I will agree with you. Yeah. I do not know country either. Is that one you're familiar with, man? Uh, I know him as a talented guitarist, but as far as like a song that sticks out, no, I couldn't right. pick one. I'm pulling on my Spotify app, which like listeners like Friday or Trust or Radio. Why do you Spotify? Because you you, why not both? Is the answer. Okay, so it looks like his absolute banger is something called Springsteen, which I believe is another musician. Yes, that is true. And then Drink in My Hand are the two. Also, Record Year. So I don't know any of these for certain. But it looks like he's been writing the momentum of a 2011 album called Chief for like 11 years and put out a couple other... Like, hey, I'm still relevant ones, and then has a new album out now. So as little as he cares about his music career, that's how much he cares about his fans. Make sense? World Cup soccer. So USA, which is all that I care about, they're in group B, okay? And again, because of the way they do the draw, they rank them. They used to only rank the top eight, and they would make sure that the top eight weren't in the same groups. Right. But then they were like, forget this. We're always ending up with like a pretty unbalanced thing. So they rank them all now and they're all ranked. So group B is England, Iran, the USA, and then there's plan. Now, not all of them have plan, but group B does. Right. And that's between Scotland, Wales, which by the way, natural rivalry of all rivalries. That's a good one. And the Ukraine. Now, the Ukraine is in the news. Everyone should be rooting for them until USA beats them in Group B. First off, are they going to be able to field a team? Aren't most able-bodied adult males fighting in a war right now? They are. And I don't know how it works. Like, do they play each other? Because there's three teams, so it's a group, and it's whoever gets the most points. So... If you have to play soccer but also defend your country against invading Russia, you don't play soccer. Correct. And that's my biggest concern is are they even going to get a competitive team out of this? Will they be able to play? I think Ukraine plays the winner of – no, hold on. Ukraine plays Wales first, then they play Scotland. Correct. 
Right. In the Euro playoff. Correct. In the Euro playoff. But if they can even field a team, shouldn't you say, hey, you guys can have this one off? Or the whole friggin' world who isn't Russia is rooting for Ukraine right now. Do you just give them an honorary exemption and let them play no matter what? Like they did with Qatar, the host city. Right. Country. Who do you kick out? Well, you don't kick anyone out because everyone else got there too. But you got to cheese it for them to win. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks if you're like Whalish or Scottish. But you've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. Ukraine hasn't. Ukraine is trying to win a war right now. I say throw the dudes a bone. I don't know enough about the playing process, so I can't say that. Because I don't want to jeopardize the validity of the sport because as far as worldwide sports go, it's the best one. Soccer's the best one. Well, it's the only worldwide sport. It's not. There's a Tennis is worldwide. Not like Africa, but there's there's a handful of them. Tennis but team is a sports, example. But like baseball, pockets of places. Yeah. Basketball, pockets of places. That one's getting close though. Rugby, pockets of places. I think soccer is the only place that where Every, everybody yeah. does it. I think I saw a YouTube video of penguins playing soccer one time. Really? Yeah. You sure, just wasn't a bunch of really nice dress guys. No. No. I didn't have the white balance on my TV. Could have been anything. Could have been. So England, Iran, USA, and then whoever. And you're like, okay, Fred, like, what does this really mean? Well, it means that if USA can come out of Group B, which England will be tough. Sure. If USA can come out of Group B, they got a shot. But everyone that comes out of a group has a shot. And you're like, well, Fred, I mean, how am I going to make time for this? When am I going to watch this? They're playing on Black Friday. So this thing starts in November, and you have, like, prime TV spots – and I think to me, with American sports and culture, that is key because you play better when the spotlight is brighter if you're American, I feel. Agreed. These non-telecasts go to another country, pocket of fans in attendance. America, they'll play like crap. You put them on like prime time, everyone's available to watch, and they know, like, hey, you get this big bonus from Nike kind of thing. Then America plays through. And you, you would think that them playing on Black Friday, hey, everyone's off, everyone gets to watch. Right. It's a great deal for this country. Everyone get together and support. But I think soccer is way down on the list after consumerism because so many people are going to miss out on this match because they're out on Black Friday shopping for stuff that they don't need. You know what we need to do? Support the boys. Do you think that returns post-COVID Black Friday? Oh, 100%. I feel like it's all like Amazon now. Sure. By the way, c- congratulations to Amazon in New York. Unionizing, that's a big deal. Yeah. It was like a landslide, too. First domino to fall. Get used to it. Get unionized to it. No group of death. America's got as good a shot as anyone else. I'm glad they're back. Here's a fun fact. MLS will be represented at every single country. So there's currently an MLS player from all of these countries that will have – so if you have a favorite MLS whatever, you're going to have a team out there. Kind of cool. That shows the growth of the sport here, right? Yeah, 
And I think a lot of that was financial for a long time because MLS was kind of a joke. MLS was existing on franchise fees and expansion. Sure. 13 different countries, six confederations, one league. I'm into this. I'm into World Cup when it has a local relevancy. If you were to tell me why it's important to to invest my time in a group that I don't know. I mean, I know where the countries are, but I don't know. I don't know anyone from the Belgian, Canada, Morocco, Croatia teams. Like, who am I going to root for here? Uh, Croatia, Shevchenko. Is that right? I have no idea. Yeah. Morocco, I believe, is a Western African country that's known for, like, tourism. I don't know anything else about it. Yeah, I really want to go. To Morocco? That's where Casablanca is. Ooh. I'm familiar with maps, unlike super producer Stephanie House, House White? Is that what Casablanco is? Is that what that means? Your, your Spanish is improving. That is correct. Casablanca is in Morocco. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I know Casablanco. The movie was shot. Yeah. Okay. If the United States gets through the group, is that enough for you to be like, hey, U.S. soccer is back? Or do they have to go all the way and chip it? Uh, for me, like a glass half full kind of guy, yeah. Like just getting in is enough. It shows that we're back. Let's build on this and do even better in the next four years. Because the expectations should be low. They're 100% low. Just because we're building a better soccer league to compete with the big ones overseas, that's not straight indicative of our national team being better. Although the national team is better. So you need the national team to be better. You need the U.S. in the World Cup because that draws the eyes. And whenever you're getting that, I'll just use Albuquerque as an example, you're getting a young athlete who can choose what sport they want to play. How do you right now convince young Albuquerque and athlete to play soccer versus playing football, versus playing basketball, versus playing baseball? Because right now, soccer I don't think is where it should be in the youth athlete that is exceptional plan. Like I recognize there's a lot of just soccer players, but where is that guy that would be a stud running back or a stud safety or a stud point guard or a stud shortstop that is choosing soccer over that? I don't know if I see that athlete here. Well, you're seeing it now in Albuquerque with New Mexico United and New Mexico United Academy, Mm -hmm. New Mexico United Foundation. They got a stranglehold on this area and the popularity is obviously going to go up and up and up each generation and albuquerque and a lot of big cities in the southwest and all over the countries it's transplant cities right people from all over the country all over the world are moving around and they're bringing their love of soccer to these new regions so i think that's the only way you grow it and the only way you get better and better athletes also literally poach them from other places (laughs) literally literally buy these children from overseas Okay, that sounded horrible. Recruit these yeah. young athletes. Do not buy children, people. That's not what I meant. Recruit these young athletes to come over here, grow up here, and make the sport better. The Iran U.S., the England U.S., and the England Iran will all be very good geopolitically. Yes, like yes, like, very interesting. Historically, a lot of really good rivalries here. A lot of good colonizer jokes here, too. Lot, yeah, a lot of that yeah, kind of thing. Sure, sure. Also, the Scotland-Wales lead-up will be just as good as well. Oh, that's going to be heated. 
My goodness. So you're going to get early heat on this whole thing, and then you should get played out heat through. And if you get through the group, then now you feel like you're in the mix, and anytime you're in the mix, you're in. Like that. Now you got my level of excitement. We need, we need to find soccer expert. We need to find that person that can tell me those like undertones and storylines that I'm not quite seeing because I'm not familiar enough with the product. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because this is the one where I'm going to buy in on excitement. This is the year. Yep. And if it doesn't play out, fine. Like I want to feel heartbreak. I'm going to buy in every World Cup. The problem is I don't follow enough of the interim of the World Cup. I'll start studying the World Cup and the storylines when it gets closer to it. What's interesting? What's what's newsworthy? What's two men on worthy? Yeah. But I don't have that carryover from each one. I don't follow the Champions League. I don't follow the other leagues. I mildly follow the MLS. All I know about is New Mexico United soccer. I'm at the United game the other day, 2-2 tie last Wednesday. I'm talking to some fans as I'm like working through like the curse and you know taking the temperature of the the stadium. And normally this time of year, what do you ask people when you come across them? You say, "Hey, how's your bracket?" Not a United game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so what's the score versus Croatia? Because you can't lose by six here. Yeah. Like, so I mean, there's there's a large fan base that's about it and loves it, and I I I want to embrace that energy, and I think to embrace, that, I just got to learn more. World Cup's coming around. NCAA breakdown because the Final Four is this weekend. We will do that when we get back. we got a special guest at 6.30 as Dan uh, Silvius. Silvius. Silvius will be joining us. We're going to talk to him about what's going on here in the community. And then today's varsity, um, which we actually picked off the air today. Today's varsity is the varsity of replacement swear words. Okay? So instead of swear words, what create do you use instead of Instead of foul language. I am so excited for this one. All right, one. so today's I-9 varsity is the varsity of uh, washing your mouth out with soap, okay? As I like this one a lot. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. A little bit of Final Four talk. All right, Van, I... I'm going in linked with this conversation with you. I think Bill Self is overrated, and I think Bill Self has achieved achieved less with more talent than any coach maybe in the history of NCAA basketball. And this goes back a bunch of years to when I was a kid growing up in Illinois, and he was coaching in Illinois, and I just never felt like he could figure it out, and Kansas has been the example of that for the last 15 years. Uh, he has over a 800 winning percentage. Cool. He wins more than 8 out of 10 games. That's pretty good. Why didn't he win the ones that matter? He's uh, He's got one? He's got one championship, right? Or two? Here's what I'm saying about He's got one. He doesn't have enough, is what I'm saying. Okay. Tell me why. He don't know how to coach. I think he can recruit well. Hard for me to argue that. I think he can recruit well. Because they're always in it. But they can't do it. Cannot do it. 
14 out of the last 18 Big 12 championships have belonged to Kansas. That's pretty good. It has been 2008, is that correct? So 2008 was the last one he got? He has only missed one NCAA tournament in 18 years and one championship. At Kansas, though, dog, he's not doing this at Tulane or Tulsa. This is Kansas. You think you would get at least one more banner? You think? So he's the Aaron Rodgers of coaches is what you're saying. I'm saying he can't do it, dog. Like, good, really good during the regular season, just can't get that ring, can't cut that net. If you're, if you're like – You be like, hey Fred, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta rank them. You gotta rank the head coaches in the mix right now. Shashevsky, obviously, then Jay Wright, then whoever else is in the Final Four. Now it's obviously Hubie, but I'm gonna put Bill Self last. I don't think he can coach better or prepare his guys better, and I don't think his number one Kansas Jayhawks are going to go over. The Wildcats of Villanova. I think this is a Villanova game, and you're going to see them in the ship on Monday night. Yeah, how many dudes do you have above Bill Self? Like a bunch? I got a bunch. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying he don't know how to coach. I believe he recruits. Just can't take it to the next level. No. Doesn't have that, like, skill set. Well, you know, you know, one of my favorite things to do is disagree with you, Fred, but you might be winning me over right now. He he don't have it. There's tons of programs that would love to have him, though. Oh, my God, yeah. Tons of programs would love to have a championship in 18 years. How many programs would just love to have a single solitary championship in 18 years? There's a bunch of them. Mark Few, right? Gonzaga, right? Yeah, Mark Few, so- Tom Izzo, Jay Wright. Like some of the biggest names. Who else? But if we're talking about Mark Few. Okay. The time that he's been at Gonzaga. Because we don't have this talk about Gonzaga 20 years ago, right? When Few took over in 99, which when did Self take over at Kansas? 05? 06? Uh, 04. 04. So that's only five years difference. So they have roughly the same run, right? The great, Mark Few has not won a championship. But from what Gonzaga was to where it has grown to where it is, and really the only knock on Gonzaga is they don't get their out-of-conference schedule at the end of the year, so their boys get soft before the tournament because they play the hardest out-of-conference schedule possible. So if you'd be like, hey, would you? who's a better coach? Mark Few, who has not won a ship, at Gonzaga, who built a program over the last 20 years, or Bill Self, who's won one ship but has just wasted 17 other years' worth of talent. I'll tell you, Mark Few is – an immensely better coach. Bill Self inherited the race car and never won. Mark Few grew it. Inher- he built the- inherited the 83 Toyota Corolla yeah. and turned it into a race car, even though he hasn't won one. Right. Yeah. But he's in the mix. I would say that's more impressive for him to do that. And Jay Wright is going to put a beating on Mark Self this weekend. Jay- Bill Self, excuse me. Yeah, Jay Wright is that basketball mind that people say that Bill Self is. Mm-hmm. Doing, I mean, number one, just like, um, just went blank, just like Mark Few. Yeah, he's doing more with less, 
even though Villanova Big East is a well, yeah, even though Villanova is a blue blood, it's been around forever. It's not Kansas, no. But also, this game that we just put a couple minutes to can't even stay in the spotlight. That is Duke UNC. This is a game to where if you're like, hey, you got to pick one and you can't watch both, no one's picking this one. No, literally no one. No one. I know who is. Two people are. Alma maters of Villanova. Yeah. Alma maters of Kansas. That's, That's it. the only two. The people. only two. Yeah. Everyone else in the world would choose to watch Duke and UNC. You, which I will be watching the game. Right. And unfortunately, I will be busy in the community making appearances and supporting friends of the show all Saturday, and I'm going to miss Kansas Villanova, and I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over it. I will have WrestleMania on the big screen, and on the iPad, I will have basketball. Right. That's how this works. Sure. And Coach Krzyzewski, in his go-away season, is going to put it on UNC, and on Monday night, he's going to be playing Villanova for the national championship, and I don't think there's any other outcome. Oh, I'm rooting for UNC. I don't understand. Neither, neither one of the two are any of my favorite you know, basketball programs. I always root for the underdog. Neither of these teams are underdog. They both have NBA players on their team. Mm-hmm. UNC is only an eight seed because they started off poorly, and their wins and losses don't reflect a one, two, three seed. Four seed talent, eight seed seeding. I agree. There you go. Yeah. But whoever made this bracket, do you think they could dream up a better scenario? When they, when they, when they started seeding this bracket, north, south, east, west, sprinkling these teams right. all over the place, they say, hey, look, there's a possibility that Duke and UNC can play in the final four. And they're like, nah, no way that'll happen. That's never happened. There's no way. The basketball gods are smiling on what? you. And the, basketball fan, so the, go crazy. The stories are even better than the way you're describing because, you know, Williams retires, Davis takes over. Krzyzewski's retiring. Is this the Cowboy rides again one last time, Mike Krzyzewski off into the sunset, or is this the brand-new takeover young gunslinger coming up and North Carolina is going to run the center of the universe, which is Durham, basketball forever, Chapel Hill forever? And then, While Duke is always the bad guy, you know, Duke is always, except for the, you know, early in the program, but the last 20 years, Duke's been the bad guy. The Duke, Duke's the Yankees. Duke's Manchester United. Duke is the Lakers. Yeah, Notre Dame, Dallas you know, Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? But there's like this little inclination to want to root for them, even if you don't like them, because you've got to have respect for Coach K on his way out, or Coach S, whatever. <laughs> Or Coach C-H. I don't know how he pronounces it. K-R-Z-Y-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Krzyzewski. Yeah, that's what I said. Krzyzewski. <laughs> Only the last three letters are correct. It's so weird. The weirdest name I've ever heard. Who do you got? Besides Van Nunley. My last name is Slow. Who do you got? I got the exact opposite of you. I got UNC in Kansas. <laughs> so we're going to have to put something on the line for this year. You're a big Roy Williams guy, huh? I'm going to say... I'm going to say there's just no way. I, the NCAA will make it to where Duke is playing in the end. I think Duke is the smart bet. They got a better roster. It's Koshyshevsky, the veteran, going up first-year coach Brown. Duke's a smart pick, but I just have to go for UNC because they got a weird-looking long-haired ginger. Uh, duh, of course I'm going to root for my doppelganger. 
Of course I'm going to root for like my eighth cousin or whatever if we do our 23 and me's at the same time. Of course I have to root for that guy. And Hubie Davis, not Hubie Brown. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Davis. Guy. Sorry. But if Shashesky goes to the players and he says something along this lines, trust the system. He's not talking about inbounds and out-of-bounds and offense and defense and transition. He's talking about the NCAA will take care of him in his final year. Trust the system. Villanova, I think, is a better basketball team, and I think they're better coached. Hmm, let me rephrase that. I think talent-wise, Kansas probably has them by a hair, but coaching and the moment is going to give Villanova the opportunity because Jay Wright is that much better than Bill Self. And I agree. Yeah, but for for that game, I have to choose talent of the players over talent of the coach. And then the other game, it's just a nonsensical. I'm I'm rooting for a guy that's probably my cousin somehow. The the hey, I got a group of guys who can really play versus I got a group of guys who can really well coached. In this format, I'm always going to go with the group of guys who are really well coached, especially in college. Especially in college. Yeah. The NBA, it's a little bit different. But still, Kansas is pretty well coached. They're you, not. You've built a case that Bill Self is a bad coach. I don't think he is at the level of people respect him. He's still a great coach. He's going to have his players in line. They're going to know their X's and O's. They've been playing all year. What he had for a long time was a full-court man-to-man press that lasted. And it took a long time for people to figure him out. And he did well at Tulsa with it. He did okay at Illinois with it. But as soon as he leaves Illinois, that team goes undefeated, and they're playing in championships against North Carolina. Griffin, is there a call? Ah, Raul, welcome to the program. How are you, friend? All right. How are you guys doing? Oh, good. I'm, I got a big hatred for Bill Self, and I can't get over it. How do you feel? Oh, God, you know what? I can't stand him either. Yeah, but he's the worst. I have a feeling this thing is all set up to make Duke win this, the championship and send him out to build up the ratings. Otherwise, you know what? It's all a bunch of BS. But you know what? Hey, that's what I'm, my feelings are, and I'll talk to you guys later. I appreciate that, Raul. I agree completely. I think... I think it's all a work to make sure that Duke is in the mix. That's how I feel. Got to grab, got to grab that commercial when we get back. Dan Silvias will join us. We're going to talk a little bit about community and the world. It's two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Can you believe the whole week is over? This happens to me every WrestleMania week. It just flies. Dan Silvias is joining us. He's the uh, newest Albuquerque Yardbark. Dan, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. I mean, what are you doing, though? What are you? I mean, what are you doing? What do you? Come on, what are you doing? What do you mean? What am I doing? I mean, <laughs> what, what, you're just kicking, right? You're like you're playing it safe out there. This isn't. You're not taking hits or anything. This is like a. No, I'm back. The whole thing. I'm back. Oh I'm back. no, I'm ready. I'm ready again. Well, I got a little girl. Her name is Margot. Um, her and I. Well, she she noticed my scar one day. She's like, Daddy, what's that scar in your It's a Harry Potter thing. We just learned about this. It is a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was from a rugby hit that I took when I used to play for uh, Northern Colorado um, a few years, about eight years back. 
I had 34 stitches in my forehead. It was a head-to-head, you know, full-on hit. And uh, so, anyway, she was asking me, she's like, what's that scar from, Daddy? And I was like, it's from rugby, Margo. So I kind of showed her a little bit. I bought her a little ball today. Actually, we broke it in at practice yesterday. Coach made us practice with it. We called it Precious. So so little Margot is going to be going out tomorrow. And, uh, you know, so I'm just back, you know, back to – you know, bringing it on, I got to lose a little pounds, but you know, other than that, I'm just ready to get back into it. So, what what brought you to Albuquerque, or more specifically, what brought you to the Albuquerque Yardvarks? So, specifically, it was my daughter. Um, uh, she moved down here with her mom, and I followed down. We were living in Colorado together, and I just, you know, didn't want to be away from her. And uh, particularly, the Yardvarks was. When I used to play, I, I started back in Illinois I, uh, at, a, at a men's club. I've always played men's club, and we didn't have a college team. And then just kind of worked my way up and kept moving up in divisions. And so I moved out to Colorado specifically to play rugby, and I got involved with the Fort Collins or Northern Colorado. Uh, we were the Flamingos. And so um, we uh, our first year was pretty good. We were, you know, we were we – were, 50-50, you know, we, but we were at the top close to being where we needed to be. But then we said, we're going to make a commitment. We're all going to work out every day. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make playoffs. We're going to, you know, make the national tournament. And uh, so we did. We went to Austin, and it was great. You know, we lost our first game, unfortunately, to Fort Worth. But up next was Albuquerque Aardvarks. And I'll tell you, I played for a little over 10 years, and, man, they were just – they were on top of their game, and it was the worst beating I've ever had in my life. So it was fun, though. So when I moved here, there was, you know, I, I just wanted to be involved, and I didn't have a work schedule that I could actually get back involved. And then a couple games uh, last last fall, I started watching and then tried going out right before Thanksgiving, pulled my hamstring. And so I was like, well, it's time to do something, right? You're getting a little old, so let's stretch. Let's get better. And then I just back to it i just started back up last week so super excited it's a great group of guys and just really focused dan sylvia is joining us uh thompson security thompson so security, that's yep. the day job and then uh newest art bark in the community and you're gonna you're gonna play this weekend for the first time in a long time yeah well hopefully i'll get a I'll get a couple minutes out there uh, i've been kind of struggling at practice but uh, at least uh, my daughter will be there my little margo and she's gonna uh watch me play tomorrow hopefully so if you want to catch the Albuquerque Yardvarks, they will be playing the hated New Mexico Brujos at I mean, the two jo- o'clock. The joke New Mexico Brujos, the way I see it. The, yeah, you the can't, villainous New Mexico Brujos. You can't have a rivalry if it's completely one-sided. No, it's not a rivalry. Yeah, yeah this is the Orioles say the Yankees are their rival, but no. the Yankees know that they're not their rival. It's the Yankee. When the Orioles say that, the Yankees say who? I'm sorry, who? Yeah, who? Baltimore what? Ian? <laughs> the what are you? Also, Griffin, I noticed that was a little Roman Reigns in the comeback, so don't act like I didn't notice that. You Two know, o'clock I, at Rio Rancho Sports Complex. There'll be youth rugby all day, and then women's rugby at four o'clock, right when the Brujos and Aardvarks are done battling, which should be another embarrassment Oof. of the Brujos by the Aardvarks. I mean, if you beat them 68-10 two weeks ago, what is going to change? Right. The spread. I mean, I mean you, the spread will yeah. change. What, what do you? What did Chris Rock learn from Will Smith? Nothing. That's what the <laughs> Brujos have learned from the Yardbarks. And so you can't have a rugby club without a little help from the community. And from what I understand, you have some friends that are helping out on Saturday. I I do. Um, yep. Uh, I am involved in a networking group in here in town, and so 
you know, when I used to play rugby, you know, of course there's going to be some stretching and definitely a lot of hydration. And so um, in my networking group, particularly, there's uh, my r friend Ricky Ricks, a good buddy of mine. He's with Cabezon Kangan Water. He's going to be out there hydrating all the boys, you know, just uh, supplying everybody, teaching a little bit about what he does and what, what the Kangan Water process is all about. And uh, then we also have uh, Taylor Anderson and her husband, Travis, um, with the Anderson Family Chiropractic out there just doing some adjustments and uh, showing some people whatever whatever they need, helping boys out, uh, whatever they can. So, yeah, they're going to be out there tomorrow. So. Anderson Family Chiropractic, 505-308-8885. And Ricky Ricks over at Kang & Water, 505-228-09, or excuse me, 0197. So whenever these organizations come together to help a local club and a local chapter, uh, what are the Arbrex doing for them? How are, how are they helping those businesses in return? And, and why is it important that there's such a um, cooperation between businesses and the club? You know, the main reason why I, I, I enjoy, um, you know, rugby so much is all about the camaraderie. You know, it's. There is a rivalry between the, the Aardvarks and the Brujos, and there's a lot of rivalries between a lot of teams I used to play on with NoCo Rugby. It was the Denver Harlequins when I was on the Peoria Pigs. Harlequins, like Harley the Quins. Batman villain? <laughs> you beat me to it by a second. <laughs> uh, well, it is like the Batman, I guess. That's right? a but terrible name. The Harlequins are like the oldest but rugby But you guys team, were the though. Batmans. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll call it that. But anyway, but there's always rivalry. But in that rivalry, there's also a community, communal, you know, community involvement and stuff like that. And just, you know, it's just a it's a symbiotic relationship. Right. You, you know, you help me and maybe there's out there people out there who want to purchase Ricky. He does a 60 for 60, 60 gallons for 60 bucks. Um, and then, you know, like the chiropractor, they're celebrating their one year anniversary. And so they're going to be doing. Uh, $60 for exams and for alignments and everything that they need uh, next week for the whole the whole week. So it's going to be a celebration for new members. Harla Quinn, a mute character in a traditional patamine, techni uh, typically masked and dressed with diamond-patterned costume. So I didn't know that Harley Quinn the Batman villain is actually a play on a Harlequin, yeah. which is a type of performer today I learned. Yeah. And there's like also – like cheap Pulp Fiction dime store novels, like a, a company called Harlequin does the cheap. Yeah. Is this, a reader, the... is this a Reader's Digest thing you're doing with me? I believe so, yes. Yes, I have no idea at all. Uh, Thompson Security, right? So a little bit about uh, you guys got a lot going on, uh, small locally owned. But, uh, I mean, you're part of the Albuquerque community. You're part of helping people. And we just had Pat Davis on earlier, city councilman, and we were talking about the explosion of – dispensaries and we're talking about all the rules and regulations is that something thompson security is set up to help with for businesses in town that are looking to protect their supply yeah definitely and uh you know some people are realizing that the state is actually mandating a monitored surveillance uh security system for their you know dispensary grow houses what what be it you know what it and uh so we're getting a lot of calls and we're we're right there to help i i got about three calls today actually yeah just to help out people, they're sending me, you know, the blueprints and we're just shooting out estimates. And, you know, we, we try to because we are community involved and that's what Justin uh, it's named after Justin and his wife, Elizabeth. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to help the other community members out. You know, we're not trying to gouge prices. You know, we're trying to just provide a good service. And that's really what we're going for is just great customer service. My car was stolen a couple months ago. OK, so I got a new one. Right. What is like the one security tip for a car? 
You want a security tip for a car? Yeah, what is like the one thing I could have done that I didn't do? Well, with our security system, we do have a <laughs> module you could put in your car. See, that's – I needed that. Yeah. So, you know, some people track their teenage kids with it. Other people just track the safety of their vehicle, which is predominantly what it's for. Okay, I'm going to – Do you just, like, put the chip in your neck? We talking Big Brother stuff here? <laughs> oh, it is? is that the whole thing? Yeah. It kind of looks like the little uh, – the, the insurance people. You know, they plug it in with uh, how it measures – you know, whatever. You're, like a USB thing or something? Yeah, basically. Oh, I don't want that. They could take that out. Fred, <laughs> Harlequin is one of the world's leading publishers of books for women. Oh. These books were written by over 1,200 – talented authors worldwide offering women a broad range of reading from romance to fiction young adult to erotic literature from african-american novels to inspirational romance and more a small duck of fast flowing streams around the arctic and north pacific the male having mainly gray blue plumage with bold white markings, a harlequin. That's the harlequin duck. Yes. Or oh, is that, a, is a that what we were going with? A goose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, thank you so very much for taking the time. Uh, give me the big prediction on the weekend. You're going to score how many goals? Uh, they're called a try. Yeah, and, all right. Uh, how many? <laughs> uh, let's, uh, you know, my goal is just make, there we go. making it okay. for, for about five, ten minutes, let's say. It, like I said, it's been about eight years since I've actually been out there. So You think you can run for five straight minutes? I'm going to try. You're way more athletic than me. There's, <laughs> you put me on five minutes on the treadmill, and that is that is the longest five minutes of my life. Well, there's plenty of young bucks on this team, and, and they're in great conditioning right now. I came out last week and even coached that, hey, man, you know they're at the peak of their, their conditioning right now. So you coming out and just trying – is all you you know all we ask you know sort of thing and then, yeah we had a uh, Aiden in here earlier with Joel mm-hmm. and uh, pretty fit pretty, pretty fit guy fit dude yeah, yeah. And, he, and he wasn't uh, shy of showing it because he had some like uh, running wind shorts they were not <laughs> lo- they were not covering turned a lot of heads of the uh, the female coworkers walking yeah, down the aisle was, um, he was he's a thigh guy is the way you're trying to say it yes. All right, so I just looked it up. If you ask me to run for five minutes, that's also the amount. That's two Eric Church songs. So that means I'm not going to run. I, I refuse to run for the duration of two Eric Church songs. That is a another good unit of measurement. Yeah. That is the exact opposite of the metric system. I, I'm only a fan of non-traditional units of measurement. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a trend here. Yes, that's, that's how I get down. Dan Silvias, thank you so very much. Thank you very much. Whenever we get back, we're wrapping the program up. Today's I-9 Varsity is the varsity of not swear words, okay? So it's the I-9 Varsity of creative, colorful language. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Is this Eric Church? This was supposed to be for Van. This is his um, Tyler, the creator. Oh, okay. Van stepped up as... Who's helping? Who's helping Dan? Because it's like Fort Knox here to get out of the building. You got to be what? There's a code involved. You got to grab an elevator. Man's got to have a code, Fred. Very good program today. Thank you to the Albuquerque Aardvarks who joined us multiple times. We were supposed to be live from the clubhouse today. Didn't work out, but that's okay. Still made it happen. We're just gonna have to reschedule and do it again some that's, other time. That's what it is. Thank you to Pat Davis, who took the time. little impromptu marijuana talk. Quarter mil today? Are you kidding me? It's nuts. That's taxes. That's if, crazy. If they, at 20%, if they hit $3 million today in sales, 
That's four hundred thousand dollars. That wasn't there yesterday wow. for the general fund. Wow. Son. Thank you. Be careful out on the streets this afternoon. Oh, I know, right? Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of Creative Language. Connect with I-9 Sports League Office 280 at i9sports.com. 505-312-4999. Get your kids involved in some youth sports athletics. Obviously servicing, well, Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, Edgewood, surrounding area. That uh, where the Aardvarks are playing tomorrow, the Rio Rancho, um, it's on tip of my tongue. The sports sports complex? complex? Yeah. I know they do a lot of stuff out there. It's a really good little venue, really good little field. All right, Van. Okay. Swear word alternatives. Sure. And I think you're at a huge disadvantage right here because I grew up in the South, and the best ones are all from the South, and I grew up with all of them. I don't even need to look anything up. Fudge nuggets is on mine, okay? Fudge nuggets? Fudge nuggets Okay, is one that works for me. Are you just going to do all cuss words from the Goonies? Is this all cuss words from the Goonies, what I, you're doing right mine now? Mine were all food-themed. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to go with. <laughs> I have two food-themed. What do you got, Griffin? I have Snickers. Snickerdoodles? And I have tomfoolery. Uh, I mean, that's okay. not food. What's tomfoolery? That would be Tom Foodlery. Ah, that's not so bad. Oh, not so bad. What do you got, babe? Okay, I'm going to start you off with the classic. You know the South loves their sweet tea. Uh, yeah, I believe that to be true. You know that because you love sweet tea, uh, not as much as the South loves it. Mm-hmm. Sugar honey iced tea. What? The, what is that? Like you stub your toe and you go, "Oh, sugar honey iced tea," which is an acronym for oh, another cuss word that All we right, can't now I say. Get it. Now I get it. I didn't get yes. it at first. So you say sugar honey iced tea. I'm so mad I didn't get that one. Cheese and rice. Uh huh. Cheese and rice. That's a good one. It's a super good one. Did you ever do banana shenanigans? Bananigans? I always thought that was a good one, too. I never. I don't think I've ever heard banana shenanigans. Banana shenanigans? I, it was also the same. So the same person would go, Barbara Streisand. Mm, it's the same one. Yeah, okay. I got what in tarnation? You see something crazy? Yeah, that's a good one. And I don't know the origin of it. But I still, to this day, every once in a while, like my subconscious will just pop it up. Yeah. What in tarnation? I didn't know tar had a nation. Yeah. I don't know what it means. All right. What about this one? Caesar's ghost. Okay. Now you're doing Anchorman. <laughs> dog gommet is a good one. See, dog dog gommet and dag nabbit. I think those can be used interchangeably, and hopefully, they mean the same thing. And you left out dang rabbit. I don't. I don't believe in dang rabbit. That's not a real one. No one. No one. I've never heard anyone say that before in my life. Now, Griffin, I've heard you around the office say "G Willikers." Is that when you're excited or angry, or how do you how do you use that one? I kind of just yeah use it whenever. That's I mean kind yeah. of an interchangeable. All right, Van. I got I got a cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. That's not one. That's I not like a bad that one. one. Yeah, I think that's a good that's one. not a bad one. I got one that I use to this day uh-huh. when I'm amongst mixed company. Ah, son of a motherless goat, and that's very close. Okay, I say brother trucker. Oh, that is a good one. It rhymes with what I wanted to say. I do like that one. From famously from Full House, shut the front door. 
Yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic one. H-E double hockey sticks. Oh, that's super good. And I don't know what poor Betsy did, because every Betsy I've ever known has been just a wonderful lady. But heavens to Betsy. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. doesn't make any sense, but I know it's been used over and over again. I got two in a row here. Jerkwater and dillweed. Dillweed's great. Dillweed is very good. That one is classic. Yeah. That one just rolls off the tongue. And it's more offensive than it, than it should be. Because dillweed is delicious. I use it to make pickles. I use it to make tzatziki sauce. Dillweed's wonderful. I, I see dillweed having a positive connotation. But if you've seen old TV shows, you know it's offensive. Yeah. Just my favorite Joe Biden one. Corn nuts. Corn nuts. Corn nuts. And corn pop. <laughs> also from Full House, DJ Tanner would do the, oh, my Lanta. And that is an exacerbation that you knew DJ was about to get in a little bit of trouble. What about, like, non-English ones? Crikey. Hey, crikey. Yeah, that one's one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm into that one. Peanut butter and and jelly? And then the English like to use the word bloody a lot, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. We know what that means. We do. We know what that means when you say bloody. Crimey. I don't know what crimey means. Similar to crikey. Ooh, I wonder what. Maybe it's the difference in between dag nabbit. You're going to have to give me more. I'm not following. I'm, I'm, no, I'm trying to crimey and crikey. I should know this. Maybe it's just like crimey a river. Crimey. Are there ones that aren't ones that have always been ones? G. Louise, is that one? G's Louise? Yeah. Or is it not? Is Jumpin' Jehoshaphat one, or is it not one? Because I've just always said that since I was a kid. I've heard it. never. That one never really stuck in my lexicon, the Jumpin' Jehoshaphat. That was one when I was coming up. There was also, like, Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. yeah. Mother Hubbard? You had me in the first half, <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> son of a biscuit. What is the son of a biscuit? I don't know. I don't know what shiitake mushrooms are either, but we would say that all the time when we were kids. Biscuits, like <laughs> biscuit holes? It's like the son of a donut would be a donut. What's the son of a biscuit? Um, A croissant? Yeah. Some, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bottoms only? I like that a lot. Biscuit tops? <sighs> well, go go lick a duck. Go lick a duck? Shuzz butt. Are you freestyling any of these? Because <laughs> there's, there's a few that I haven't heard in the last two minutes that I think you're making up. You don't you don't think people say Fraggle Rock? I say Fraggle Rock. Uncle Fester. <laughs> the uh, the king of all of them is gosh darn it. Yeah. Soft simple. Man, any final words before gosh, we go? Gosh darn it to heck. Like, say the full version. Oh, my goodness, man. I don't know, but I know we're going to have an awesome weekend, and I can't wait to see the opening drive Monday morning with Jeff, JJ, and Amory. Son of a biscuit eater. Good job, everyone, GG. See you on Monday, Albuquerque. Just for 30 minutes, though, because the basketball.